The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. سبحان فالق Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Tell you what, anybody's the deeper water we get into. Uh, I, I really have no idea. Oh, it's a bro kick, but it's after connecting with Ridge from Butch. Miscommunication between the brawling brutes, and now the prophet's gonna capitalize. The street opens oh. with the revelation. Wow. And Holland disgusted at the way this matchup ended. I'm sure he is. <laughs> His partner kicked him in the face. That's uh, problematic. Didn't do it on purpose. Well, that's what you say. What a kick there from Axiom. Taking to the top rope now. Goodness. We've discussed this and you decided. We were the person that decided to the right thing. You decided. Yeah, the person decided. Me and you, push you, we're done. The only person that hit you is me. Forever trusting you.
see. Get the hell out of here. Leave! I don't need you. I never needed you. You're dead weight. We're done. You're nothing. Go! We're not that man. Off from behind. Of course, did you expect anything different? Who the hell is this man now? I don't know. Escobar is apparently jealous of when Rey Mysterio brought him back into the group. Carlito is here. And of course, of course Escobar is going to walk away from the fight. You're out here talking about cause and effect. And the one cause and effect that you haven't mentioned is no matter how good Roman Reigns has been, everybody knows the only reason Roman Reigns is still champion today is because of the bloodline, yeah? Everybody here knows that's a problem. The whole world knows that's a problem. I know that's a problem. So I think to myself, we got a problem, I got a problem solver, and his name is L.A. Knight. Yeah! But what's that mean? What that means is I'm standing here on SmackDown because I made it that way. I stood across from the WWE Champion at Crown Jewel because I made it that way. And the bloodline will cease to exist because I will make it that way. But the first stop on that path, every single one of you, Solo, Jimmy, Paul, each one of you will fall to it's just me and Roman. Nowhere to go, nobody to save him. And tonight, the first stop on the path is old Jimmy Uso. Since you cost me the WWE Champion, you've been elected to pay the price. But, I just heard MC Boss Hog out here. He wanted to go ahead and give us his lyrical stylings. Well, I got a little something for you about old Jimbo Uso. And it goes like this. He says, yeet or no yeet, Jim is him, but Jim gonna be real dim. After all the drama, he eats BFT and blunt force drama. Yeah! Which means you got yourself a first class ticket to you getting stomped out by the man they call the megastar with everybody saying L.A. Night. Yeah! Yeah, but L.A. Night better uh, turn around because the enforcer is off back. The phone. L.A. Knight has drawn the line in the sand, but from behind! Oh, so spike! The same spike that 
NFL, John Cena. And Solo Sokoa, the force, the enforcer of the bloodline. Guys, get the hell out of the way. Solo Sokoa, I guarantee you, Sokoa's got his marching orders here. From the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Take out LA Knight, destroy him once and for all. And Jimmy Uso now with LA Knight. Just dragging their prey across. The American Nightmare! Cody Rhodes! Cody taking the fight to the bloodline! Talk about a man who has an issue with the bloodline! A major issue with the bloodline! Cody Rhodes is going back for more. This place is erupted. Rhodes catching up with Jimmy Uso. Yeah, remember Jimmy Uso, one of the men that cost Cody Rhodes the undisputed championship back in WrestleMania. I'm just trying to stay on my feet out here. Surprise wow. from Cody Rhodes here on SmackDown tonight. Message sent to the bloodline. And look who's here! <laughs> Becky Lynch! The man! Has joined the fray. Becky Lynch! Becky Lynch is on the Charlotte team for war games, I believe! United by a common enemy! The man has answered the call! What a turn of events here on SmackDown! Becky Lynch coming from out of nowhere to join Bianca and Shotzi and Charlotte! It tells you everything about the threat of damage control that Charlotte and Becky are teaming up here in the face of this common threat. And Charlotte Flair is not done yet. Oh! Double moonsault oh. from Charlotte and the WWE Women's Champion.
Okay, now you can. Okay, there we go. What up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to the Smack Attack. It is your show that is right. The show of the people, by the people, for the people. We have swept the leg. We are ready to go. God, I love this song. It's such a good song. If you've never listened to Family Force 5, by the way, shout out to them. They're, they're kind of a Christian band, but like really funky and a lot of cool stuff. They got this song. They got Chainsaw. They got... Uh, Great button, uh, country gentlemen. Uh, go check out some, they got some really fun songs that have very little to do with Jesus. Which, like, I'm kind of cool with that kind of Christian band. Like, like they're Christian, but they're also having a lot of fun and they keep it clean and all that. So, um, it's a, it's a good stuff. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as always, to my, I guess this would be my right, your left over here is my boy Jimmy T. Right there, yeah, there you go. You got it? You got it? Albuquerque? 
All right. The man from Down Under. The Thunder from Down Under. uh, The Greek with the Sheik. Jimmy T. (laughs) What's up, my friend? (laughs) The Greek with the Sheik. I like it because I grew up with Arabs. So I guess I was a Greek amongst the Sheiks. Well, I'm thinking Sheik like in, you know, fashion and dress and all that. But, you know, however you you calling me an Arab, bro? You, I, look, you're the <laughs> one who went racist. I was just calling you <laughs> looking cheap, man, but no. Oh, no, don't make me suck on Mushallah uh, and look, stuff Jimmy like that. But... that Saudi money. He wants that Saudi money, baby. <laughs> I want that Saudi money. I want that... Oh, I don't know, man. I want all the money. <laughs> apparently, Hamas, apparently their leaders are billionaires. I just found that out today. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> not today, but yeah, billionaires, and they're not even there to fight. That's another story, but we're not here to talk about oh, that. Don't even get me started on like fucking unions and like the SAG APRA union and the fact that like Fran Drescher and all that make all this shit ton of money, but yet they're gonna tell lower people what to do. Or the same with like these like unions, like uh, the auto workers union here in the United States. They're telling people to strike, but these auto worker unions make almost as much money as like executives in the uh, in the major auto audio manufacturer companies, like the fuck man like what the heck you know it's it's one of those really interesting things jimmy like um you know i think i've told you before we have a family foundation where we try to give and we want to give responsibly and so we like look at an organization that we give to and say okay how what's the breakdown like if i give a dollar how much where's that dollar going and you'd be surprised how many people take 50% or more and give to admin, which is salaries for the people that work there, which means really? 50% or less is going towards the other things they want money to go to, you know, and so which is pretty shitty. So we we have been very intentional about giving to organizations that they are at 35% or less with their admin. Like, okay, I'm wearing the shirt today, the Wounded Warrior shirt. They're pretty shitty. They're pretty up there as far as their admin costs. Like they're over fifty percent. Uh, really? G. Komen and is- you're promoting them. Dem- oh, they they yeah. they thugs, bro. Susan G. Komen. Don't get me started about uh, them. Yeah, they, like they're awful on their percentages. Uh, like something like twelve percent of the actual money you give goes towards like research and you know and to people with breast cancer. Twelve okay, percent of all that money. That's that's, that's yeah. disgraceful, bro. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's one of those things where you know I, I'm very like, again because I I try to live within a reasonable budget. You know I don't try yeah. to live outside my means, and I have I'm very aware of just personally where my money goes. And so then I'm going to give, I'm going to give responsibly. And then you hear about all this stuff, and you see these guys, and oh we're going to strike. Yeah, it's cool for you like that because you're striking because you're worth like forty million dollars. But what about the guy that works at the GM plant here in Arlington? And he's making 25, 30 bucks an hour, you know, and he's trying to feed his family. And then he, you take him off the line. He's not making any money. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, Dude. I know they have like funds for striking and all that, but like, you know, the auto workers and the auto manufacturers can just sit and, and basically make you wait out. And, like that was the whole thing with the SAG effort thing. They like the, the studio said, this is our last and final offer. And they go, okay, we'll take it. You know, I mean, you know, because look, Fran Drescher, cool. Yeah, you were on the nanny, but she has a shit ton of money that she's sitting on. How's she gonna I tell somebody who's a struggling nanny. working actor, like, you know, trying to make ends meet and working from roll to roll to roll? Hey, you need to not work right now and, and not make money because, you know, uh, it's gonna be best for all of us. You know, <laughs> like, 
look, I, I'm all for unions if unions are proper in the sense of like, hey, I understand that some of these people, that's all they do is they do the union work and they're one organizing. Cool. Get a decent salary, you know, maybe sixty, eighty thousand dollars. You know, you, if you can't live off that, then you have a problem. Why and not? then the rest of the money should be going towards like if you're going to strike, pouring into that any kind of a cost or anything along those lines. The people who work strictly for the union should get a small base salary, and everything else should be for the people. You know, hey, if you're gonna, why not instead of having you know, somebody caught, you know, have 10, 15 million dollars of salary working for a union. You give them 60 grand to 80 grand and then you take the 15 million dollars that you would have given to them and you put it so that you can have strikes. No, yeah. oh, that's just weird. Like, I don't know. I just got on a rant tangent this week because I just no, got some of that stuff. And well, as a person <laughs> who works hard for his right. money and tries to take care of it, and then you see these things, it's like, okay, they make it out to like, oh, like, and I'm not, look, I'm not saying that workers don't need to unionize. I'm just saying unions need to be better about, one, how they take care of their workers and who they're paying, you know? Dude, but, you know, I don't know. Let me just say one thing about unions, right? I don't know how it is in the, in the States, but here there are a bunch of criminals, bro, a lot of them. Mm. Yeah, I'm talking about the union, especially the builders union. Mm. Here, I kid you not, they're gangsters, bro. They got the bike, like the biker gangs, like Hell's Angels, mm. and she like that backing them as well and doing their dirty work. They, I'm telling you now, they're they're freaking. I shouldn't say this like too open, if you know what I mean. I don't want to get fucking targeted Whack. some fucking hell. I'm telling you, bro. Like they will say they're not criminals and whatnot, but if you look into CMFEU, look that up, right? Which is mm. the builders' um, union here. In Australia, ironically though, it started through Amer Americans started it. That's kind of funny now that I think about it. If you look into the history, but yeah, the the uh, the boss of that is he's a gangster, bro, and mm -hmm. everyone knows that, right? But there's nothing they can really do about. It. I mean, think back to the American history with the unions too, dude. Like, and dude, it's still I'm, the case. It's still the case. The mafia used to run that shit too, like in America, dude. I don't know but if they still are, but you can't tell me in they New York they did anyway. You, 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 they probably still are, but also you can't tell me the way that these things are run and the way they behave. They're not mafia-esque like, you know? That's what I I'm mean, saying. That's what I mean. They're gangsters, bro. Like, legit. Like, mm -hmm. it's weird, man. And sure, they help, like, many workers. But there's some work, like, places where you shouldn't really join the union. It's not right. going to benefit you. As a builder, I can see why you'd want to be, like, part of a union. You know what I mean? That really... They do a lot for them, you know what I mean? For any type of builder, bricklayer, concreter, those types, right? Plumber, all those fucking type of jobs. They, they're they all part of the union, you know, like 100%. My last job that I used to do when I used to work at a warehouse, like everyone was union, but um, I wasn't sure about joining the union at the time. You know what I mean? And I didn't at that time. But everyone was like, you should, you should. But... If you're casual at the time, it looks bad if you join a union to your employer, like at, mm -hmm. at that time. If you're right. full time, that's one thing. If you're casual and you're joining union, it's like you're trying to cause sort of uh, like, yeah, whatever. Like you're trying mm. to cause some sort of rift, you know? But yeah, I can get into this all freaking day, bro. Yeah. Oh, no. Same here. So, uh, but I do want to say good morning to everybody this morning who's joining yes. us. Uh, uh, cold double X, blooded double X is here. Uh, I don't remember seeing Ooh. your name. Cool, good to Who's see that? you. 
Oh, uh, who's that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Chris Winland is us. here. Dark Side Caster is here. Retro Rocket has made it. Um, oh, and John Enright has made it. Wow, that's amazing. Um, John Enright. Yeah. What? Oh. Not be great, but be gay. Maybe Man, I don't it. want that to be turned into something. I brought that up on the freaking skirmish yesterday, and now everyone's starting to say the big, <laughs> big gay Hernandez. Yeah, well, <laughs> we love you, right? And Aaron Benchomo <laughs> has made it into the uh, chat. And um, where is yes, he? Hey, hello, everybody. Said, Remember that? <laughs> I, I said your name in the American way because um, I cannot say it in the. Hey, he says way. I'll say it like an Israeli. Yeah, well, Iran, Iran. Um, I could probably do it, but, but look, Iran. look, I had one semester of Hebrew in seminary and I was way behind it. And I, and Todd Brantley's in the house. Hey, y'all. Um, and I bombed that semester of Hebrew so bad. Like I'm talking, I'm still working on alphabet by the time we were in the final, you know, like, and uh, it was bad. And then I found out at seminary, oh, I don't have to take MDiv where I have to take Hebrew. I can just take Christian education, which is more of what I wanted anyway, and there's no yeah. language. And I'd say Greek yeah. or Hebrew, and I'm like, let's hey, go. Greek, Hebrew, and Latin was the was the languages and Aramaic. Gotta say, yeah. was the language of Jesus, the languages of Jesus and Christianity in general. You know, what I mean? so yeah, you could choose Greek, you could choose uh, Hebrew, you could choose Aramaic, yeah, you could choose Latin, but Latin's like, yeah, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Todd says, uh, you bombed it so bad, you made Hamas jealous. Uh, hey, Allah Akbar. <laughs> Jesus. Todd, right there, blow him up. Yeah, look, Todd. That's, that's pretty. You're uh, just lucky, Todd, today that I'm not in control because you'd be in a timeout already, Todd. Uh, no, not really. I, I wouldn't time you out. Well, according to Aaron Ben Shalomar, he says, uh, Hebrew is a nightmare for people who don't speak it naturally, I assume he means. Yeah. And, um, well, isn't Aramaic and... Hebrew similar? Uh, Aramaic is a from from what I remember, Aramaic is a bastardization of Hebrew and Oof. like um, uh, Arabic to an extent. Yeah, like uh, Hebrew and Greek, if I remember correct. Correctly. Oh, really? Is it yeah. a? Oh, okay, I didn't even know that. Thanks for telling me that. And I'm Greek. Uh, what the hell, uh, I should know that. Uh, what is Aramaic language? Uh, yeah, because I mean, I know it's in the Bible. Uh, North Earth group of Semitic language family, which also includes mutually intelligible Canaanite language such as Hebrew, Edomite, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Aramaic and Ar Arabic are not the same languages, though they have, they're both Semitic languages. They have different origins. Aramaic is one of the oldest. We, we know it's older than Arabic, yeah. Uh, while Arabic is relatively new. So, it is. Um, yeah, you know, so. I I would say, and and from my understanding, Aramaic is closer to Hebrew than it is, it is yeah. to Arabic. So because I I I met a person who I thought was Arabic actually. He used to work at my local Seven Eleven, right? Typical, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I remember our meeting, whatever. And he's like, and I thought he was Arabic. I go, oh, you know Arabic? He's like, no, I speak Aramaic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? He's like Jesus language, like that. At yeah. the time, I was young, right? I didn't know what the hell he was on about. I'm like, so you speak Hebrew, right? <laughs> right. That's what I was going through my head. And he's like, no, Aramaic, Jesus language. I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but I don't understand. That's not Jesus language. I didn't get what he was on about, right? Until right. you know, I figured. I'm like, oh, he was actually wasn't talking shit, yeah. but I was frustrating him. You know what I mean? 
so from my understanding, from what I remember, and this is just strictly from my scripture, and Aaron, you might you may be right, you may have to help me with this. Uh it Aramaic is more like so the Assyrians were in the north, right? And they conquered oh, yeah, that makes the sense. northern right. part of yep. Israel. And so Hebrew and Aramaic are similar, so it's kind of a merging of that Assyrian uh Aramaic language with the Hebrew language. Uh, because like up there you have Syriac and um Imperial Aramaic. Old Aramaic, Babylonian, Western Nea, like those are all kind of similar, like Mesopotamian type stuff. But oh, the Assyrians right. um, were the ones who kind of made their way down and conquered the northern part of Israel. Not from Iraq, around the Iraq area and shit like that. Like, uh, no, it was kind of more and new, Turkey more, as well, sort of. Yeah, more like Turkey, Iraq, and Lebanon, that area north. That's what of, I'm saying. That that, yeah. that region. Yeah, that's where they originate from, and the Kurds and, also from that area. Uh, and so then when they came up, then you got to remember Judah still survived for a while and before the Babylonians. Um, okay. And Aaron says, no, from Syria. Okay. What's from um, Syria? The Syrians. They're from Syria. Yeah. Wait, they're Syrians and Assyrians. They're two different races. Right. Yeah. But like, the just majority, so we get that clear. Majority of Assyria is what we would call today Syria. Like, the country uh, is that is that a fact they're done so are syria people are really from the current syria country a majority of yeah it's actually Syria. that's how you really say it uh, <laughs> if you're from uh, Syria. um so here like okay let me i'm gonna pull this up i need to find it because i know a lot of i've got friends that is a syrian heritage okay yes what syrians today are from Iraq. There you go. Right. So, so the here, Syrians here, of today are from Iraq, and the Assyrians are from present-day Syria. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I can't. Can I share? Um, you can. You can. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Uh, oh wait. Yeah. Present. Okay. Oh. Share now me. they're from Iraq. Okay. All right, Aaron so says we're an empire who also yeah. are from Iraq. So this is the Assyrian Empire right here. This is the original Assyrian Empire right here, right? So then right. they moved out and came along this way, and they were here for a very long time and moved their way down Tyre, Damascus, Biblios. southern Iraq is where they they moved, not the modern day Syrians. Right. Yeah, so, so no, meaning that this is this is southern Iraq right here, Babylon. Right. This, yep. You know, this is the area here. So northern Iraq up in here, this is where the Assyrians were, and they spread this way into a little bit of Turkey and and uh Anatolia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back then. But and, and the, Aaron, we know there. that I just want to point out to Edda that uh yes, we know they're two different people. I was actually yeah. pointing that out that Assyrians yeah. and Syrians are not the same. But yeah, sorry, John, continue. No, no, you're and, and so um you know, based off of you know and, and I mean, again, again, this is you know where that red spot is is considered the original Assyria, but you know some maps have it further, uh, you know, west, more towards the Haran Alip, uh, Karkamesh area. But there's a heavy influence of Assyrian culture all up in here, and so oh, absolutely, hey, their community is very strong here still, bro. Mm -hmm. Like you know, I feel bad for them because they don't have their own you know land anymore per se just like the kurds you mm -hmm. know the kurds got fucked literally you know what I mean? by the turks especially 
know what I mean? The Turks literally hate hate Kurdish people. And Kurdish people are fine people. Again, there's a lot of Kurds even in Australia, you know what I mean? I've got a few friends that are Kurds, you know? They hate yeah. Turks, but you know what I mean? They all speak. And we think about it. They had all this space between Iraq, Syria, and fucking Turkey and shit. And now they've got nothing, bro, really. Yeah, they've got little spots in Iraq, right? In southern Iraq, I'm pretty sure. But it's not really official. It's not like it's their country. But they call it like the Republic of uh, of Kurdistan, where they are. Like the America basically gave them sort of a bit of land for helping them out. Problem is the Turks are killing the Kurds, and the Americans are helping, and everyone else like the Allies are helping the Kurds. So it's a bit of a issue here. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, yeah. Exactly, it, Aaron. Exactly. Five fucking nations. They're fucked by five nations. Straight yeah. up, it's true. It, it's a, it's a whole mess in. The problem is, you know, really, let's be honest. The problem is white people went in and tried to solve the problem and they didn't. They yeah, didn't. that's always been a problem. Just like with Israel and Palestine, that situation. The white people, right? It was freaking Britain that caused this bullshit. Just like Australia. Let's be honest. Just, just, just like, like Australia, Africa, America. Yeah. You guys were the only ones that fucking had the balls said, no, fuck you. We're going to do it our own way. And you guys are the only ones that actually ended up getting away from the British Empire, you know what I mean? Look, we still fucked over the neo-Native Americans in this country too, so... Ah, uh, we all did, bro, unfortunately. Like, when it comes to the natives, and we were worse to our natives than you guys were to your natives. And when I say that, at least in the, in America, Canada were, were pricks to the Native Americans too, way worse than the US were, let's be honest. Canada really were pricks yeah. to the natives, and still are in some ways. The US at least now have given like the, the native americans in the u.s were smart enough to do a treaty even you know what i'm saying and, and get their own fucking lands you know here the aboriginals they dude they got yeah, slaughtered we, we gave them shit land and then when they found out their land had a uh, value we got rid of them uh the uh killers of the flower moon like that whole movie is about how uh, oil was found on an Indian reservation and how white people and, and you guys took it over and fucked them over. You know, like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a Martin Scorsese film. It's three hours. I'm probably not going to go to the theater and watch it. I'll probably watch it in my house sometime. What is it but, a new movie? Yeah, it just came out recently. Um, and it's about that. Well, you just, what we're speaking, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, send it's me, always... send, can you send me the name of the, sh of the movie when we finish? Like, so I remember yeah. it. Uh... You don't have to do it now. We can do it later. Acknowledge us. Yeah, so it's a book. Oh, you told them to fuck off too, Iran, huh? Yeah. Ah, naughty, naughty Israel. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's the originally is a book called The Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders, and the Birth Thanks. of the FBI. Um, and then it's also a movie, um, by the same name, um, that Martin okay. Scorsese did. So, um, should be good if it's a Scorsese, uh, you know, flick. It's long, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it and all that kind of stuff. So, Ooh, very good, very um, nice. you know. So, anyway, like, you know, but I did want to before we get into the actual show, um, just want to talk a little bit of news. Uh, somebody mentioned it earlier. Oh, Ronda Rousey, AEW. Can you yeah. believe that? Shit? Ring of Honor, though, not AEW, sir. Yeah, Ring of Honor, sorry, ROH. Yeah, made an appearance. That's even worse, bro. <laughs> was that was that supposed to be? Was it last night or was it tonight that Tony Khan was supposed to have some? Last night it was taped. Okay, she was so behind. Last... She was be, she was in the back during Collision and Rampage. 
And I guess someone said, hey, why don't you go in the ring for a shit stir? And she's like, okay. I brought my gear. And yeah, she was she teamed up with Marina Shafia, who's one of her best friends, obviously. Right, right. But like, didn't Tony send out a tweet earlier saying he's like, they're going to sign? Like, Yeah, the but I, I don't, it can't be Ronda Rousey, man, because she that... already made the appearance. I think it's either Sasha Banks or Sasha Monet, uh, sorry, uh, Mercedes Monet. Or it's got. To, I think it's gonna be Ziggler, yeah. It's even Marie. It's even Marie. Stop it. Hey, she's hot, bro. I mean, come on. You I know, mean, I didn't realize she was forty-two, bro. Yeah, she's she's not. I thought she was a lot younger than that, dude. Mm-hmm. No, that, that 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 blew my mind. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? You're older than me? Like, really? she's 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 a fitness freak, though. Um, she's a fucking. Oh, don't even get me started, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. She would get a dollar bill from uh uh Hey, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I mean look, let's 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 be honest, you know that could that have been a one off, you know, where she showed up and possibly can they afford? I mean, they can afford her, I guess. I mean, it depends on what she wants to do. She's a free agent, and I don't. Is, is her is her non complete compete over? Oh, because long over, bro. It would be. Yeah, you know, she's been gone for. But you know what's weird, bro? Oh, Aaron Adam Cole's not the devil, brother. I guarantee you it's not. As a matter of fact, it, I think it's going to be MJF just quietly. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's him all along. It was me, Austin. But anyway, where were we? What would you would you say before you ask me? I forgot now already because that threw me off. Oh, um, if Ronda's ninety day was finished, because mm. like you know, like that's long. Me, that's long done. Okay, all right, because it depends on when they consider her time over, really. Because like she could have been off TV, but you know the ninety day, but still under contract. It, it, you know, you have to look at. When is Ronda's contract over with WWE? Well, I thought she was still under contract to WWE also, man, which is funny. But she did come out and say on Twitter, just, you know, very low-key that she retired. And then he, she is making the pitch for England. Look, dude, it was no secret she wanted to get the fuck out. She was starting to hate what was happening in WWE and whatnot. I yeah. think they treated her like shit towards the end in a way. Like, you know what I mean? But maybe I'm wrong. But um, Aaron, don't worry about Dutch Mantel. Forget him. Don't worry what he says. <laughs> you oh, listen yeah. to John Enright and Jimmy T. That's got right. You. <laughs> and everyone here at HMG and ChannelAttitude.com. Okay, $5. so I'm assuming uh, it says, okay, at SummerSlam 23, Shayna Baszler emerged victorious over Ronda Rousey in an MMA Rules match following the contest. That was bad. Ronda Rousey's officially, officially concluded her contract. So it was SummerSlam 2023. So that was what July, August, August, August. So August, September, October, November. So she'd be at the cusp of it, you know, because um, SummerSlam was at the beginning of August, right? Uh, for some reason I got mid in my head, but maybe yeah. I know it was in August. I could tell you that much. Let me see. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Ford Field, August fifth. So yeah, so we would be clear the ninety days by, uh, by about thirteen days. Um, there you go. So, 
But you know, still, it's it, I. You know, honestly, Jimmy, because people were making such a big deal about this, I think this was just a one-off. This was well, Ronda. I'm still sure trending, and I sort of ignored it. I'm thinking, why the fuck is Ronda Rousey trending? But because, I didn't bother clicking on it, and then I found out after. But the it, fact. you know, think about it. Her and Maria Shafir are friends, and so she was doing a bit for a buddy. Right. You know, it I looked, it, it it wasn't those things, and yeah, they said uh, she went from WWE to empty ROH. Um, sure, but. You know, I think the I think the bigger thing is that she can do what she wants, and then you know, um, I uh, what I didn't understand was last night's programming of AEW. I'll tell right? you why. Because well, I mean, we had Collision for two hours, then you had right. an hour of Rampage, and then another right. hour of Rampage. And no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. We had Collision right two hours live. Right. Then Rampage was live for one hour, and after Rampage was the countdown to Full Gear. Was that what it was? That's all it was, right. And the reason why they did that is because Marty Pants, Tony Khan, the, the smart guy that he is, decides to have a pay-per-view tonight. <laughs> Which, he, he ends up fucking, like, like, screwing over his own show in Collision by doing that. Why did he decide to go on a Saturday? I have no idea. Is it Sundays, AEW's day these days? No. WWE does Saturday. You know, Sundays lately, they always do their PLEs on Sundays. Right, because, because there was no... Uh, because Competition. They, they've been they've been in competition, and then, like, there's been a lot of stuff going, uh, okay, WWE's running, so we're running Sunday, you know? Right. With, you like, don't want to go head-to-head with, the, with their pay-per-views with WWE. Yeah, no fucking UFC, way. Come on. Yeah. Like, I'm like All going, that, too. Yeah, like okay, just make it your thing a Sunday, you know. Um, make your thing a Sunday because that's you know. Yeah, and establish that as a Sunday, not that's your fucking, bit. not like one day. Like, that's what I don't understand about this company, John. Like, how do they look? They're not stru- they're not organized, dude. Like at all, there is no structure. There's no proper structure in that freaking company. It's just monkey see, monkey do. Voila, that's what you get, dude. You no, know what I mean, like, it's just monkey do. Like, there's not even, <laughs> yeah, years. Like, I'm just gonna do this, I'm just gonna do this. Like, oh, the cocaine is talking, monkey do. Again. you know. Uh, and Retro Rocket says, monkey uh, snort, just... monkey snort more. Monkey, yeah, uh, Retro Rocket says, I missed Collision yesterday, I never do. Um, yeah, most people don't. Um, I don't you blame know, you, but he was here to join us on our show yesterday. We're talking about yeah. dynamite, but yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, all right. Here's the other story we need to talk about. This is this is majorly important. Um, this has been, um, yeah, exactly because it's AEW. True. I think uh, I think we've all said because AEW. Um, you know, they're becoming the new TNA. Um, but oh man, they're becoming TNA. Definitely, I agree with that one hundred percent. But here's the major story we're going to talk about. You know, it's Celebrity Week on shows like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Oh, Let's no. talk about the fact that Becky Lynch. Became oh, the first contestant to get zero answers yeah. correct on Jeopardy. They've had Jeopardy on for how long? For for thirty plus years, and Becky Lynch got zero zero answers correct or questions John, correct. You know, <laughs> can I ask you here in Australia, growing up, especially when I was you know young, like in uh, elementary school, right? For example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've done something stupid, I don't know why kids would say this, but um, they'll be like, hey, that's so Irish, it's so Irish, like you know, implying that 
you know, it's dumb because it's so Irish, like Irish are dumb. Did you ever have that in, in the States, that joke? Say that again? Did you ever, like, growing up as a kid, I, I used to hear it back when I was, like, five, six, seven, eight, okay. you know. Right. Kids would say, like, if you've done something stupid, for example, like, they would say, oh, that's Irish. Like, here. In Canada, apparently, they knew the joke as well. So, I'm wondering, in the States, do you guys, like, did you guys ever have that? Uh, oh, by the way, Jeopardy's been on, on TV for 59 years. Um, wow. March 30th of 1964. Um, but, uh, like I, um, uh, from like, I can remember old, more olden times, not more recently, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Olden time, not now. Like, like, you don't hear it now. Like way back in the day, like way you know, back in the day, you, dumb yeah. Mick. you know, they call people, you dumb Mick, you know, kind of stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, that's what they say. Um, more than anything else. Uh, so no Irish reference, like I'm saying specifically like an, like, yeah, no. like I don't know why, but apparently, you know, Irish were looked at as dumb here for whatever reason. They're not really stupid, but then again, um, as we saw on Jeopardy, uh, please continue. Right. Tell, tell everybody what went down, look, please. Look, she scored a zero. Like she was in the negatives because she got Jesus zero, Christ. zero questions correct. And look, and I agree with Dark Side. Liz made this comment yesterday, and I saw this. Um, they had to have Becky Lynch on Jeopardy over someone like Nikki Cross, who has a master's degree and probably would really? have been that Yeah, but who knows Nikki Cross compared to Becky Lynch? Like, well, it's celebrity yeah. Jeopardy, though. Like, look, Saturday Night Live makes fun of celebrity Jeopardy because of the stupidity that happens on celebrity Jeopardy. But, like, the fact that it, it felt like, I don't know if you've seen any of the clips or seen anything from it, Jimmy. I haven't, but I've heard about it. Like, it felt like she was a part of a Saturday Night Live bit. Like, really? You know, oh, because it was so bad. It was so bad. I was like, what the heck? Um, uh, like, <laughs> you're good. Oh, you're really nice. You're playing music. <laughs> Since we're uh, talking uh, about it. Yeah. The clicker is tricky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah so okay you're at, like here let's are you gonna put it on yeah i'm gonna share the screen oh like, sweet sweet go do it, do it. so you're gonna have to pop the music down i've done uh, it i've done it don't I, I, it's just a quick it's just a quick thing um that sh that shows um here all right ready uh Jeopardy history, but not the type that she or literally anyone would want to make. She just became the first Jeopardy player to give zero answers through 60 clues. And it wasn't like she was in a group where all the contestants were severely struggling. Both our competitors went on to get at least 20 questions right. Becky actually she... made questions wrong. She was just pretty slow using the buzzer. But she did redeem herself in Final Jeopardy by nailing the final question of the night. But unfortunately, her opponents did outscore her by more than $30,000. Shit. She made Jeopardy history, but yeah, the... yeah, like yikes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah becky do yourself a favor woman though i shouldn't say that because i might get hit for that but never ever ever appear on jeopardy ever again please for your sake because you're not going to be called the man anymore you're going to be called the dummy yeah look. dummy yeah 
Look, she would have been way better for Wheel of Fortune than she would have on Jeopardy. Like, like <laughs> Wheel I'm sorry. Of Fortune. Does Wheel she know of... how to like buy like vowels and shit? Well, yeah, she doesn't probably know how to read because like uh, <laughs> uh, Retro uh... Rocket says, but has Lecky, Becky Lynch even finished high school or dropped out to work as a wrestler? So, um... oh, you know what? That's a good question because she was very young. She got kicked out of her house when she was sixteen or some shit. She yeah. was on the streets. And then Finn Bello actually took her in and trained her. And then, but she was a flight attendant for a while, and I know that. So, yeah. Was she? Mm-hmm. So she was making a killing anyway. What the fuck? Yeah. Lying. She's lying. Well, then yeah. again, look at Seth Rollins. All right, let's be real here, right? I'm not <laughs> saying he's a. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a dummy, but he's a dummy. <laughs> no. He he is what we would call a himbo. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, he is what we call a dumb cunt. <laughs> ooh, there's a 1982 yeah. Ford Bronco four-wheel drive. Uh, ooh, for that's sale. when I was born in 1982. Yeah. But it's the old-school Ford Broncos, man. Um, 82, you said, right? Yeah. In 82, Whoa. it's uh, brown. It's old with, as me. It's brown, two-tone. Um, I'm like, okay. It's got to be that poo brown butt, right? Like, we're talking about 80s here. No, it's like tan. It's not a... Okay. Um, so like a, uh, I don't want to say peachy, but not really peach. That's the wrong thing I said. But yeah, yeah, brown, like a, a tinge of 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 caca. Well, um, I, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say. Well, I mean, here, fine, shit. I'm just gonna share my. Just show me, man. God damn it. That's what we're doing. God damn it, uh, man. This is what it looks like. I mean, it needs work. It's gonna. Oh yeah, work. I remember that, man. But Man, like this... I would say it's a poo brown, but it's a definitely like a tan and then a two tone tan, um, you know, kind of yeah. look. <clears throat> so, you know what? Oh, I'd be down for it. This car was famous in TV shows and shit. Yeah, back in the, the day, the Fall Guy. You remember the Fall Guy? Absolutely. Yeah, and they're making a I'm movie about it now. Apparently, with Ryan um, Gosling. Really? Yeah, he's going to okay, be interesting. The Fall Guy. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron, ben, someone talked about how. Uh, uh, they had the weakest link show and how the the WWE people were on it. I think it was earlier. Um, <laughs> and uh, said uh, at ten forty four, he says, "Have you seen the WWE was on British Weakest Link?" And Robinson torched all the panel except for William Regal for their stupidity. Um, so yeah, where was that? It's further up. Uh, it was Did you say Aaron. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it, it was very interesting, but anyway, that's all good and everything. We've reached our 30 minute time limit. Let's, uh, let's we go started. an hour. No, we go 30 minutes. We went an hour yesterday, <laughs> our last time for shits and giggles, but then we end up going for <laughs> our show. So, hey, um, the last two weeks, even though we've cut down to two, somehow we've gone, we're getting longer <laughs> instead of shorter, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, all right, let's yeah. talk about uh, last night's SmackDown, which comes to you from Evansville, Indiana, on November 17th, 2023, uh, at the Ford Center in Evansville, Indiana, with Michael Cole, Kevin Patrick, and the Road Dog is on commentary since Corey Graves is Oof. still out. Yep. Really? I liked Road Dog over Corey really? Graves. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. Man. I thought Road Dog sucked. No, 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 no. Like, no. I mean, sucked. He was. He sounds so fucking um, like he was getting fed all this crap in his earpiece. He sounds fake to me and too chilled. He needed to be a bit more 
and I felt like he was speaking too much at times, if you know what I mean. And did you notice when the show started, Michael Cole looked pissed for some reason? Mm. But I, I, I bet you this is why. I think he's probably was arguing with whoever made this decision for Road Dog to join him. He probably would have been like, "Why can't the two of us just do it? We don't really need the third wheel." You know what I'm saying? Because Kevin Patrick sucks, and he's not. I felt he he does suck, but he was better than Road Dog still, man. He's not a color commentator. You need that. Look, it would make sense if Kevin Patrick had wrestled, right? So you could use him. He's as a color. soccer commentator, bro. That's what he does. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he, wrestling is not. He's not. He can't say this is why they did that. Like, that's the whole purpose of having that person in the booth. So, like, when you watch, let's say Monday Night Football, for example, right? You have Joe Buck and you have Troy Aikman. Joe Buck tells you what the plays are. Troy tells you why they're running the place because right, all the play, right, yeah, you know, he, yeah. Well, he's a legend, bro. Joy, you know, Aikman. But, so, but but the point, like Tony Romo. That's why Jim Nance and Tony Romo. That's why you have a former player or something in your broadcast booth because they tell you the reasons why they're doing the thing they're doing, and that's the whole point. Like, um, you know, and I liked that idea of having Road Dog on there because he's an old veteran and he can tell you why from his perspective. And Kevin Patrick can't do that. Like, they're trying to make Kevin Patrick the play-by-play guy. Right, right? but you don't have two play-by-play guys on the same booth, though. That's another problem. And and that's but Cole is there to kind of transition and I feel like help Kevin Patrick become that, like, play-by-play I guy. That. And he is but, that guy. Yeah, but, you know... um, it's one of those things of like, uh, and you need that for now. You need that third person because Kevin Patrick isn't strong enough to run the show and be that play-by-play guy. Michael Cole is the guy who's the strong voice who will cut off the color commentary guy. Absolutely, Kevin Patrick's yeah. not that guy. Um, no. And then you need, but you need that color guy to make the difference. And I liked Road Dog because it was different and he brought a unique perspective. I liked the bit um, in the show where he, they had the legacy belt and they were holding up the Colts belt. And he told yeah. Pat McAfee, Hey, look, Pat, I got it before you. Like, you know, it was, I, I like And that. he told Kevin Patrick, I don't know who you are. Right. I'll just know? meet you. Right. So that, right. that popped me too. Which, which is, it's good because that's how most people are. They don't know who Kevin Patrick is. They don't give a fuck about Kevin Patrick. You probably hadn't met him until now, to be fair. <laughs> Let's, yeah. But still, it was it was different. It was unique, and I felt like he was very entertaining. But still, gave the information we needed in that aspect of it. Um, you know, I just is, feel like know, he needed to bring more energy, man. Like I just felt like he was. Uh... But that's the other thing, Jimmy. You have to be careful as a comic. Your your job is not to take over the show. You're of to course. supplement the show, and so therefore, right. I felt he he like I don't need a guy over the top. Right, right. Like the reason why McAfee and Cole worked is because Pat McAfee is over the top, and and it he's, worked. He's absolutely over the top. Right, but it worked because that's his personality. That's who he is. Road Dog's not that person. And 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 at times, Pat McAfee took over the show. It became less about the people in the ring and more about Pat McAfee. Road Dog yeah. grew up old school, understanding that announcers are there to help put over the wrestlers. Right? right, Pat McAfee is there to bring people into seats, and he doesn't necessarily put over wrestlers like a traditional commentator or announcer would. You know, that's the goal. It's really about Pat McAfee. I mean, how many announcers in WWE have their own entrance music, Jimmy? 
good question. Well, we know that um, JL was one of the first ones. Pat McAfee also has one. But to be honest, he was wrestling too, but at times. So that makes more sense. Jerry the King Lawler because, you know, he, he's, you know, the king. Right. He's a legend. Um, I can't really recall anyone else. I'm sure there probably is more, but I can't think. I know but, Corey Graves has one. But they. when was the last time you heard Corey Graves' entrance music? No, you, they, they only play him. Like, I remember when I went to a PLE, the WWE PLE, a couple of years back, whatever. Yeah. When the commentators come out, they're not. you're not on TV yet, though. So you're not live yet. So you hear them coming out to their own entrance music and they announce them, but it's not live yet. So it's only in-house. But then it, still, it's just kind of like, eh, okay. But like, I guess that's my point is like, these guys are people who, um, you know, as announcers, your job is to put talent over it. And I felt like Road Dogg get a, had a good balance of being, pardon me, entertaining, putting guys over while showing some emotion but not being over the top because you have i thought it was very dry like i didn't really yeah, that's see fine. the look, emotion look that's that's fine if you're dry like sometimes it's even funnier like when you're dry like that you know because here's the thing you're expecting this or that and then you're just straight dry and it and, and it caught him off guard you know uh jay hall what's up jay hall's in the house uh he's made it he said Whoa. he thought Road dog was good last night he um, did. So, I, I must be the only one. Am I crazy? Yeah. Call me crazy, but I didn't enjoy it. I was crazy. expecting more. I don't know why. It's just too chilled for me. But what up, Jay? What's cracking? Thanks for but joining I, us. But I think and, it's and, in general. He's not overly like... So. Yeah, but as a wrestler, you know, oh, you didn't know. And, you know, we're going to do a doggy style. Like, That's, there was none of that road dog. You know what I mean? That was a character. That was the bit. And, and like... True. He understands, like, Road Dog is old school, right? I mean, oh, he absolutely. Understands. He's there's an Armstrong a, for crying out loud. You know yeah, what I mean? He comes from one of the best wrestling families, period. Yeah, there's a, he understands the difference between when you're in the ring and when you're out of the ring. And so, you know, in the ring, that's your character, that's your personality, Crank to 11. Um, and yes, I agree. The coach did have one of the best themes as for now. Oh, time. absolutely. The Yin Yang yeah. Twins did his theme too. So, and then, coach, yeah. um, but Road Dog also understands that when you're an announcer, your job is to to do that. So thank you, um, Chris. I've got someone on my side. No, he just said he kept forgetting. He doesn't mean he wasn't good. He just saying you're saying. Oh, well, obviously he wasn't making a. That's what I mean. He was too low. Like he, the energy, you could easily forget he was. He was there. I was kind of shocked when I saw him. I had to look twice. I'm like, what the fuck is that road dog? What the yeah, fuck is he doing dog. there? Yeah, I was like buzzing out from. Him. I'm like, what the hell is he there for? Yeah, I guess he's commentating. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Um, all right, so let's let's start with the open of the show. It kicks off with damage control walking down the ring. So we have Bailey, we have Dakota Kai, we have Oscar, EO, and we had the Orient Express 2023, <laughs> yeah, Wookiee Warriors 2023. Um, uh, and so you know, they're doing all their bits. Bailey talks about how it was her plan to bring in Oscar the whole time, and da 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 da. And then we have EO, uh, Kari, and Oscar talking japanese and they start laughing and bailey goes huh what uh yeah what <laughs> uh yeah what are you saying and dakota quote-unquote translates um i don't like is it known that dakota can legit translate japanese no she can't yeah okay she can't. I mean, 
Like, so she knew the notes of what they were going to say. And, like, who's to say that's even what she said? Because we know that Kari Sang can speak English and can understand English. Asuka can understand Judas. Um, um, and then who else? Um, what, as in the group? It's Dakota, it's, uh, Dakota Kai, Sky, Asuka, and Kari Sane. Yeah, they all and can Bailey. We know they can understand English. So Bailey's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, and yes, there was the whole, uh, well, uh, hey, like, we're, somebody's not in damage control. Um, and they start, everyone's like, whoa, this is where we keep Bailey <laughs> out, you know? And then it was like, no, Asuka, because you haven't formally brought her in. And, you know, the whole getting on one knee and here's a shirt kind of bit. And then, uh, so Bailey being a lesbian is confirmed. Um, <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know but, fucking Dakota Kai is les- les- lesbian, yeah, married to Shada Baszler. She's Eesh. Lebanese. She's Lebanese. Um, who's Lebanese? Uh, Dakota Kai. No, no, she's not. No, she's Mary. No, it's the joke. I told you about my oh, great, my great aunt. Lebanese she, in between your knees. Yes, so she, <laughs> she thought that you know the man was from Lesbia. He was a lesbian man, and all that. That story I told. I told that. <laughs> uh, Christmas coming holidays. So anyway, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I I responded to um, Jay Hall. You couldn't find us on YouTube, but when I responded, I responded under Big Ray. It's me, Jay. It was me all along. Yeah, well, you you responded like PWC. You responded. Yeah, I I don't know how it it did that all automatically. It actually did that automatically. I kid you not, bro. I'm not choosing which one to respond. It literally responded with three different fucking. There you are. There you are. There you are. Like, uh, (laughs) I'm everybody right now. Yeah, Um, yeah. No, I know she's Maori, but like that's the joke from the story I've told of my great aunt saying she went to. a lesbian restaurant and met a nice lesbian man and he's from lesbia <laughs> and my aunt from actually and saying he was lebanese he's from lebanon so. well i'll give you a fun fact actually john guess where uh the word lesbian comes from and where lesbian first was a thing oh it's in greek it's in greece and you know where the island of <laughs> it started lesbos that's where the word uh lesbian comes from from lesbos and uh yeah True story. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, I also know that another alternative word is sapphic. So, like, what's that? What does that mean? It's another terminology for like, you know, lesbian romance, romance between women. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. So say that again. What's it called? Sapphic. Sapphic. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, if I remember, S A P H F I C. No, it's S A. Uh, yeah, uh, sapphism or sapphic, S-A-P-P-I-C-H, an exclusive umbrella term for attraction or relationship between women, whether they identify as lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, non-barrier, or queer. So that's what sapphic. So it's a fancy what term. What about that? Is there a, is there a male version? Uh, I don't know. It's probably called sapphic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, now. Uh, Saf Dick, Saf Dick, Saf Dick, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So, uh, so we have that, and then uh, so Oscar officially becomes part of the thing, even though we think the swerve is coming up. Oh, she's not going to be coming. part of it. I was, I was wanting it to happen already because I'm done with this already, and I felt like with War Games <sighs> coming up, how good would that be? Is that now Bailey is going to be in War Games, but has to gain the trust of the people she had been screwing over for so long, and Bianca and all them. Uh, but they didn't do it just yet. It could happen in War Games where Bailey gets you know, betrayed. Um, um, so but anyway, have we seen this before though with edge and uh, judgment day. I feel like if they do that, you're going to screw the leader again and kick her out of her own group. Like be lazy look, to me. It worked. It worked. So why not do it again? You know, look at, okay, day you know, is, well, is, yeah, surprisingly is drew McIntyre in judgment day. No, no, no. He just okay. done it. He cut a deal with uh, Rhea Ripley. Right for to help judge, right? Okay, that's all it is because they got banned by from the sideline from the match, right? And that, whatever it was, okay, so yeah, some luck that. But what's what deal does he get? Like, what does he get out of it? That's a good question. Um, you know, that's because I saw, I have no idea because I saw graphics and I guess it was just fan generated of him in one of the robes as Judgment Day and all that, you know, but um, like maybe he gets cash. Maybe it's cat. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're right. What is what 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 is it for him? Right. I agree. Maybe I, I gonna he help his, him. I know he gets his hand on Jimmy, but that that's what he gets. But like, is that did he need Judgment Day's permission to go do that? Like, it didn't make sense. He, he should have been able to just go out there and kick the shit out of Jimmy, and then they're just like, oh, okay, thanks. Like. What deal was there needed to be? I I need to ask your permission to go kick somebody in the face that I don't like that your guy is fighting. Anyway, that's that's. I have that's no wrong. idea. I have I no wrong. idea have what. No idea. Unless unless, um, you know, he gets a future title shot to Damien Priest, or they help him in his quest to become champion. But why? I have no like, idea. That's what I mean. It doesn't make sense. I'm just yeah, coming up with yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Retro says he'd like to see Damage Control get more members, not Splinter. Um, you can't in the women's division in WWE. The, the, it doesn't really. They need to break this up pretty fast, actually, in my opinion, only because the the they can't have a group of women and build it even more when everyone else is behind the eight ball, per se, if you know what I mean. Right, like yeah, there's and, not enough women to have a big women's stable. Yeah, and, it, and, and Dark Side says it's just—is it just Bailey that's going to be betrayed, or is it kind of going to be excommunicated as well? But here's the thing: I say it's just Bailey because they're going to Dakota as a pet, kind of you know thing <laughs> translator, because they're just going to do their fun shit where they talk in Japanese and they just have fun with it, and we all love it. And Dakota is going to be their translator. She's she's going to be kind of like their little pet. Um, right, Jesus Jerome. You, you don't need anybody's permission to kick somebody's ass. That's why, yeah. But we're not talking about that's raw. Fuck that shit. It's too confusing. So <laughs> it's too raw. Damn it. <laughs> mm. So, uh, so uh, Charlotte and Shotzi and um, I got it. I got it. Bianca come out. Yes. And they confront <laughs> them, and uh, it's all fighting and shit. And uh, they're gonna have war games for the women. Women war games. <laughs> uh, and it's gonna be. Damage control versus those three and a partner of their choosing 
if they can find somebody, good luck finding somebody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we know what that means. Is that damage control is going to run around the back and start beating the shit out of people for the funsies? They, um, they're going to cause damage. Yeah, they're going to cause control damage. damage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we uh, we go to commercial break and we come back. This segment was not a good it way to start the show. It's not a good way to start the show. Without. You know what, John? To be honest, there was something off about this whole show, but I'm not going to get into that till you know the end. But I'm just saying, ah, what's that? Left, up, uh, down, sideways, uh, up, up, PC. down, down, left, right, left, oh, right. EA, select start or start. Yes, right. suck on that, Xavier. The Woods. contra code. The contra code. <laughs> you don't have none of that. Um, look, yeah, yes. like this segment was Sorry. not a great way to start the show. It was dumb. It, I know it said a theme. I've got a the keyboard just quietly. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have two? I've got two. No. I don't oh, damn it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Huh? Nah. Uh, and Please so, continue. so, uh, I know it sets the theme for the rest of the night for the story that we're going to continue for the rest of the night, which look, I like it when they do that. I like it when they start with this thing and there's a thread throughout the night for the main story. I like that, but this ain't it, pal. Um, th this is this is not what the story needed. Um, somebody mentioned earlier there was only one title holder on the show, and that was EO. This did not do anything. Yeah, Chris, maybe I think we brought that down really earlier. And this, this did nothing for EO as a title holder. Um, there, the, and he said, Was there to wrestle? Well, they gave you something to wrestle for with the three way tag team number one contenders, whatever. Um, so I guess you could say that's something to wrestle for, but everything else had, like you said, no meaning. So, uh, which leads us into our next match, which is the number one contenders match. Which, again, this is where I think I feel like why Michael Cole is there because Kevin Patrick struggles a lot of times, like. He brought up this match, but he goes, oh, which is coming up next. Like, he thought this was going to be further into the night, and it was the next match. Because he goes, oh, which is our next match? And it's like, you have the run sheet. Like, why are you surprised that this is our next match? Be professional and go, and our next match, uh, you know, you, you bring up all this stuff. You know, we have a number one contenders match. So pretty deadly. Uh, the Street Profits and the Brawling Brutes. Coming up next, you know, and he goes, Oh, coming up next. Like, like this is why he's out there. But the sad part is, Jimmy, he's been doing this for a while. He shouldn't sound like that. He shouldn't sound like he's confused. You know, he was on Raw for a while with Corey Graves, and now he's on SmackDown with you know Corey Graves and, and Michael Cole. And he still sounds like he's confused and he doesn't know what's going on. And honestly. I don't think you'll last, like, I'll give him one more year max, if that. I think that'll be we'll eventually part ways with him just because, right? You think they're going to give him a whole other year? They seem to like him for some weird reason. Why would they put him, let's be honest, SmackDown's the A show now, right? I mean, fair, fair call. Can we say that? Yeah. Yeah, well, why would they put him on the A show? Yeah. I mean, so they must like something. I mean, either that or he sucks good dick. But I have no, no idea. But, uh, but remember, he was put on the A show before they made the deal. Did they? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talking about the TV deal now? Right. Remember they swapped? Right, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Right, they yeah, They swapped yeah, yeah. that. That wasn't like at summer or after SummerSlam where they did the swap, and they hadn't done the deal yet where, you know, Fox, you know, is dropping them, which we all know why Fox dropped them because they didn't get their return of rate of what they invested. And so... What the hell What's was wrong? that? I just... I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, it's, it's something in my house. Kyle? What does it sound like? Sound like a person talking. <laughs> my child is here, and he might, he might have had his. Is your house haunted, bro? Oh, he just probably had his stu- his speaker turned. turned go, up. go, go, go! Check now. I'm curious. Yeah. Damn it! Nah, I don't care. My house can't be haunted. It's like four years old. Um, <laughs> maybe. Hey, let's hope no one broke into your house while while we're live, bro. Bro, I look. My gun case is right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, close your eyes if someone barges into his into his room. I'm gonna go there. There's gonna be a murder in the house. Home defense bag <laughs> is right there. With the block. Oh shit! I'll laugh. Um, I don't know why. I'll be like, "Yo, he just fucking shot the man." <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? You won't get charged. That's self defense, especially in Texas. You can still get charged. Like I'll get arrested. Yeah, you can't do shit, bro. No, like, and I'll explain. Like after you explain. Yeah, no, no, and yeah, no. They had a guy, a guy in California defending his home, and they canceled his carry license because of it. That's uh, bullshit. Since when does uh, the U.S. do that? I've, I've always known the U.S. Yeah. to do the opposite. Because it's every state has their own laws. On I know that, right? Hence the uh, name United States of America, right? But remember, it's California. Whereas Texas, guess what? In Texas, I'll still get arrested. But they'll inter- they investigate and, and realize okay, like you know, you're well, you're, yeah, they have to and, and all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah. So uh um, see here, you can't do that, period. So if someone robs you, right, just say and you like there's been lately, there's been instances where people are robbing people, right, in the house, mm-hmm. and then they end up the owner of the house ends up killing him, right? But even by yeah. even just bashing him, dude. And they still get arrested and get charged with either manslaughter or whatever. And that's bullshit. You know what you, I mean? Like You get arrested and charged even, but you can be released because evidence shows that you protected your home. And not here, like, dude. You're getting arrested, period. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Jerome is correct in saying California is terrible because, for example, let's go into this real quick. Let's talk about this. You know, San Francisco. California knows is, how to party. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I guess yeah. it does because, look. The Chinese president came to San Francisco this week, and San Francisco has been a literal shithole. I think I've talked about how literally there wasn't there a bitch shitting everywhere in San Francisco at one stage? Not, not everybody, everybody. And what business on the have, streets? Yeah, on the streets. Like there is apps. Wop your ass, San Francisco. Look, God me, damn it! Use a toilet. Let me talk. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. There are apps to show where people have shit on the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> No, bro. And businesses have have just moved out of that Come whole on, dude. area because people are just stealing shit, and and California's not doing anything. So they're. I was going to ask you this. I'm glad you brought that up because me and Dave had on, this discussion. Hang on, hang on. Okay, hang on. go for it. Yep. So because and and so it's been real real shitty down there in San Francisco. They could have Literally. done something about it, but they haven't. Gavin Newsom, the, the governor of the state, said, hey, we're going to clean up San Francisco. So they spent millions of dollars cleaning up San Francisco, lining the streets with communist China flags because this president is coming to visit. Oh, come on, bro. 
Well, but you know what? There's a lot of Asians in San Francisco. It's known to have a lot of Asians in San the, Francisco. Used the to people be. who were ripping the They're flags white people, down aren't they? Were Asian people. What? They really? Don't want, they don't want fucking China there. So Xi Jinping, no, no, no. Right, because I mean, think about it. They left China for a reason. Yeah, you know I know, I mean? but are these new immigrants though? Because Xi Jinping hasn't been around forever. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't it was matter. Mao and shit like that beforehand. You know, but what it mean? doesn't matter, Jimmy. China's still shit. You know, I, know, I mean, absolutely. No matter what you think about it, for the longest time they had the one child law. You know, if you had one male, cool, and then we're killing everything well, else. You know? To be fair, dude, look how look at the population, man. But it, it doesn't matter, Jimmy. Like the the human rights atrocities, the lack of freedom, like the fact that you can't fly in the Uyghurs, man. Uh, you can't fly into China and use Facebook, right? You have to use the Chinese sanctioned government, and they can shut down your shit. But get this, you TikTok know? is freaking Chinese, right? So that's all good. But uh, yeah, something like that. But it is yeah. it's Chinese owned, yeah. legitly. Yeah, but like, like, okay. Media Impact says this: Jimmy, many left China for a better life, and the guy who killed most of their farm, uh, family by famine is visiting there. Yeah, you know, like, think about that. Like, Jimmy, that would be like, that would be like, uh, let's say. So then, then you, they're pretty new immigrants, and who we're talking about? We're not talking about like ones that have been there for generations now. No, like it's all kinds of people who are trying to like old and young. Like it did not matter. Like the the point was they did not want this fucker there because. Look, think about this, uh, Jimmy. Whether it's Xi Jinping or Mao Zedong, whoever did it, the point is the government of the communist government of China in general. It doesn't matter who's in charge. The person in charge is carrying the same things over. So why would you be like, oh, well, yeah, uh, I had to kill four of my kids because of our our one-child policy. But Xi Jinping, he's in charge now. And yeah, it's still bad, but it wasn't a mind thing, so who cares, right? Like that's not how Asian, you know, and and people operate. Like it, it's it that would be like Jimmy. That this is on par with the Canadians saluting the Nazi guy. You know, that was the dumbest shit I ever saw in my life, John. Look, like straight uh, up, like that was the dumb of the dumb, bro. But this is the same thing, Jimmy. This is the same exact shit. I mean, <laughs> look at the Uyghurs and what they're doing to the Uyghurs. Yeah. Now. You know, they're anti-Muslim, bro. They're Muslim people. You know what I mean? Like they but, just, you know what I mean? But Jimmy, that's we're saying. Okay, cool. You know, hey, we're doing the same thing as as the Canadian government did for that, you know, Nazi guy. Um, I know that media and on all about China, man, and how they what they did to their people in, um, in China. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I know. But like, yeah, you know, this Australia is full of Chinese people. Just quietly, just so yeah. you all know. No. But like I, I guess what I'm saying is it, this isn't just the person. This is the government and the generational what they've done to their people. They continually do to their people, um, you know. So that I, I think that's that's kind of more of what it is is kowtowing to somebody who you know. And then yeah, like and he 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 goes yeah. When someone comes to visit, you clean up your house. Well, you guess what? If you kept your house clean to begin with, you wouldn't have to spend millions of dollars to clean up your house. How about you keep your shit clean to begin with? Like, they could have been doing this the whole time, and they did. Like, that was the problem, you know? Well, get this, dude. I've noticed one thing now. It's funny because I feel like tensions are easing between China and the West because our prime minister just came back from China. Uh, so he was what? Something happened 
What do you mean? The army poo-pooed our people and, uh, what should we call it, Albanese went and saw him, like, and they had yeah. to... Did know, he still go to China and meet him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he still did it. So regardless, doesn't matter. But the, the, the big controversy happening about elections. Of course, big controversy. But anyway, mm. our leader went to China to meet up with Xi Jinping. Mind you, Australia and China are on bad terms right now, dude. Like, they were. And then now you're telling me he's coming to the States next. And no, this is after our leader. Oh, sorry, already been, been to States? Yeah. So now suddenly everyone's like, you know what I mean? You know, trying to fucking eat shit up, it seems. Seems like Xi Jinping is starting to get back in the good graces with our governments, I'm saying. Not because with the he, people. Because he, he's, he fucked up earlier. And, you know, like, that's why we had, like, we sent an aircraft carrier over there. Because they do their ray, saber rattling every now and then and fuck up. Um, um, you know yeah, why they're but, kissing China's ass? Because we all in debt to them. We owe them money. That's why. That's true. Yeah, but it's a whole thing. Anyway, 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 anyway. anyway. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Um, so we have this number one contenders match next, where we How have Freddie Tedlock. China, I don't remember um, something about something. Um, oh, well, oh, damage control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> okay. right. We have to come come back from the commercial break. We have uh, Shotzi, uh, Bianca, and Charlotte, and they're like, "Hey, you can make a call." And she's like, "Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go recruiting, but you need to make that call." And like, "Oh, okay." So they, you know, as if she knows somebody, we need to make a call. And so uh, when we have the number one contenders match with the Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, and Brawling Brutes, um, this was an interesting match. It was a it was a it was a one break match, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because you had the break before the match, and then you had this match. Um, oh, and because we were talking about Kevin Patrick being surprised and how long he's going. And then we, that led to China somehow. Look, Jimmy, <laughs> you weird. and I do a fucking great job of. <laughs> Chasing fucking rabbits because you bring up <laughs> I don't know, yeah, but I'm still confused. Like, how did Kevin Patrick remind us of talking China? That's strange, but know. anyway, I don't know. Um, you know, the only China I want to talk about in WWE is Xylene. Because, <laughs> hey, now that's China I like. Mm-hmm. I speak, I speak Cantonese to, to quote, to quote <laughs> uh, Carter from uh, Rush Hour. I can get with that mushu. I want some of that. Mushu. Oh, ooh, uh, me how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, this was a this was a a one break match where everybody got their stuff in. Um, it is everybody got their shit in for sure. Everybody got their shit in, jumping and screaming, and flying, and this and that and the other. Um, and pretty deadly did their heel shit, uh, their chicken shit heel stuff. Uh, brawling brutes did their yes, brawling boy. stuff, uh, and then we, of course we had <laughs> their brawling uh, stuff. Yeah, and then of course we had the Street Profits doing their thing. Um, the new improved Street Profits with their new music, their new look, everything along those lines. Um, look, I don't think do he did this. anything for him though. This match for some reason. Well, because it was a triple threat match. Because it was now it did in the sense because they got the they they did their move and they got the win, right? So it, it proved that they were a factor. But it's a triple threat match, so somebody hit somebody else with something and then you throw this guy in and then you get the move and then one, two, three. Um, so it did make them a little bit better uh, in the sense of, okay, they're of these three, they're the cream of the crop. We got, I think the story that we tell in this more is Brawling Bruce lose again. So now we see 
Butch accidentally hit Ridge. Ridge is pissed. So now it, it becomes one of these things of, okay, what's going to happen to Brawling Brutes? Um, we have now this storyline coming off of it. And then we have Pretty Deadly who tried to do their heel shit and it didn't work. And so the Street Profits um, came out on top because of it. And they get the one, two, three on the Brawling Brutes because the heel shit didn't work that Pretty Deadly did. It was a little convoluted a little bit. It was. Actually, it was. A little convoluted now. You're like you're trying to talk it all out. But, you know, at the end of the day, and I, and I, look, when are they going to address this and tell us where this is going? The whole BFAB being with Bobby Lashley. I know, man. It's just it's stretching it's it out, bro. Like, okay, the Street Profit thing, it made sense because we could see things. There were story. They're, they're giving us dialogue of what's going with this BFAB thing. One, she's not dressing like Bobby, so she's not obviously a part of the faction because she's not getting the look. But, but like, she's trying to get into the faction, though. Is that what's happening? I think so. I think she's so. saying I can give you my services, but that could mean anything. What is she a freaking prostitute? Uh, yeah, well, that's what she's she dressed like anyway. I'm just saying that yeah. you you said it. I mean, yeah. it's true. That's um, not look like a hoe. Look, she needs to get some some beef on them legs. That's all I'm saying. She needs to thicken that shit up real quick. You know, <laughs> put some cornstarch. Thank like, you. Like we do I've said that all, all the time, and I've got shit on. Yeah, yeah. Look, we need, we need to, we especially need to for a, you know a beautiful black woman. You know she's got small friggin' legs. You know it's not typical, man. Like usually, I, you know, got some I don't need no thighs going. I don't need. Yeah. I need the, I need, I need the thighs. You need the claps, bro. You need the claps. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> like um, Jerome Hall says, "Eat, girl, eat." Yeah, Dude. there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh so, boy. But, I think there are interesting stories coming out of this is that we have the Street Profits with Bobby Lashley, who now have a chance to win um, a title um, because of Bobby Lashley. Um, and I think because of Bobby Lashley and his guidance, it feels like more likely they can win it than they have before. Um, is what they're trying to tell with this story. Didn't come off super great, but that's the idea. Um, Pretty Deadly is fine. They don't. They're they're great characters. They didn't need anything from this. This this kept them where they were. The thing that is interesting is the brawling brutes, like the the hint of the split up because of the way this match ended and everything that went on. Um, I don't know. Like again, the tag division is super weird for SmackDown, right? I mean, mm. super. There was weird. something missing, bro. Even in this match, dude. It was just yeah. I don't know. It lacked the je ne sais quoi that, you know. Oh, the je ne sais quoi? <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Um, that, that, you know, especially with the Street Profits that I've come to expect, right? Like, even when they've gotten harder, I still, they, there's still some magic there that they have, and this just didn't have it. And They've lost a bit of their magic recently, dude, I feel like. There's something missing with them. And is it just me? After the match, did it look like... Um, uh, Montez Ford was a little pissed off, even though they won. Well, well, I think it's because there were, you know, it's like they're trying to be hard. Yeah, you know, and I agree. This match had no excitement. Medium Five said, you know, um, you know, I, I agree with that. It, it had no excitement, um, and which is this is a number yeah. one contenders match. The whole right? show felt that way, but to be fair, with the excitement level, but like, what was there to wrestle for? Nothing. Nothing. 
happened. On the, there was yeah. nothing of, of any kind of thing. So uh, Bobby comes out, and then they celebrate. And like you said, Montez, I think Montez is just trying to be hard, and he just comes across angry. Yeah, you think so? I, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, so then we see Bianca talking to Mission, and they go to commercial break. And when we come back from commercial break, magically between the commercial time, Damage Control is beating up Mission, and WWE breaks it up. So that means she can't be in um, War Games now because she took that mild beating. Like, this is the weakest shit ever I've seen. And, oh no! Mission's out for War Games now. There's no way she can be available for War Games from, mm. you know, this shit thing. So then we had the we had the clips of Escobar attacking Rey Mysterio. Um, oh. oh boy! And then, uh, and of course, Ray in the hospital with his knee and all that. Oh stuff. my god! And then uh, so he's not really injured, but Jesus, they went to the extreme of trying to, you know, kayfabe it, and it looked leave. legit. Once a match. Ah, oh, that's it. That, this was the excitement. This, this is like excitement yeah. level. Look, look, and I, I want to be honest with you, I hadn't seen this Axiom kid before. Um, Remember A-Kid? A-Kid no. in NXT? Oh, you never heard of him? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's who Axiom is. He used to not wear a mask, and now they've masked him up. And the way that Michael Cole's explanation for it was interesting, or Kevin Patrick and one of the two, they're like, he came up with people who haven't become wrestlers, so he wears a mask because so, it could be anybody, and that was his whatever. I kind of like the idea of explaining his gimmick. And like why he wears the mask, I thought that was cool. Hala um, Madrid, <laughs> he's oh, from Madrid, so oh, okay, okay. Um, from Spain, Europe, Europe, European. He's European, Spanish, Espanol. Okay, um, like I, they didn't mention any of that. They just mentioned that he got into wrestling and that you know he. They did the the little vignette at the start. It was mentioning how he's from um, Madrid and shit. Even uh, he was I saying it. I wasn't paying. I don't blame you for not paying attention to it, but I'm just. Like at first, I'm thinking, why is this jobber getting an entrance? And then I realized y'all had said something about him being on NXT, and I was like, oh, okay, this is an NXT kid coming up. But look, I was impressed. This was like again, I like Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee is, dude. You know, I'm I'm gonna say it now. Him since he's joined WWE, he has become so much better, bro. I feel like WWE is very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Like he was always great. I've always liked Dragon Lee. You know, mm-hmm. all the way from, you know, New Japan, CMLL, I think, even at the time. There was always something special about him anyway, right? But WWE have polished him up so good. You know, what? Well, one thing that impresses me, you can easily, you know, to the untrained eye, they can say, oh, it was just a bunch of flippy shit, this match, right? The thing is, it wasn't a match that was spot after spot after spot. Like, when I say spot after spot, it wasn't obvious spot after spot after spot. That, that I felt like they were like going in the motions, they had good chemistry, they didn't have to stop and think and call something, you know what I mean? They didn't have to go, hey, amigo, go up the top rope and fucking, you know, blah, 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 and do this and do that. It was none of that, you know what I mean? Even though they did that shit, but it was flowy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. They didn't overdo it. You didn't see two of the same move over and over like you see in AEW how they spam the same shit over and over and over and over. Not in this match. And, you know, Rey Mysterio calling uh, Dragon Lee the future of Lucha Libre. I agree. I truly believe he's going to be in the future. And I'm talking about, like, between five and six years' time. In five or six years' time, he'll be the new Rey Mysterio. And I'm cool with that. Kids will be buying Dragon Lee. 
Dragon Lee masks, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, that's. I think that's been the you know the biggest thing with WWE. They want that next Rey Mysterio, and I think they finally have it with Dragon Lee. Yeah, I, maybe I, I, I think the, that too. Let me finish, and maybe that's why Ray's been trying to stick around for so long because he's waiting for that next Rey Mysterio to come along so that he can pass the torch to them and go from there. So hmm. um, that's that's my thought anyway. More than likely, I mean, I mean, how long is Ray going to be keep going? Like, how long is Ray going to keep going for, man? If he's smart, I don't know. But smart, I don't know. But do you like, really want him to go on for another five years? No, 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 no. Right, like, I want him to be done. Like, don't yeah, get me, me wrong. Too. You know, I, I want him to be done, and it feels like Dragon Lee should be it. Um, you know, but. Who knows? Like, look, I, look, Jimmy, it's one of those things where, um, who knows with these guys? You know, how many times have we seen like guys and we're like, he should be done, and they don't. Um, I understand with Ray. I mean, he's still he's still valued to the company in terms of merch and shit like that. I get it. You know what I mean? He's a legend too. I can respect that. Everyone loves Ray Mysterio. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I mean, hey, look, for his age, he can still pretty much go. He's not the same Rey Mysterio from, you know, 20 years ago. He's definitely not. But, man, for his age, what is he? Like, isn't he in his 50s at this point? Yeah. I mean. Think about that, dude. I mean, yeah. he's still, you know. But, anyway, getting back to this, I felt like this was a really good match highlighting Lucha Libre and how the Lucha Libre, like, WWE has their own kind of Lucha Libre. Right, it's not full lucha libre, but no. it's enough of it's an homage. Right. But it's enough different than homage to lucha libre. It's WWE lucha libre to where you can enjoy this match, and I really enjoyed this match. I felt like this was match of the night. It was incredible. It was. Hard. It really. Was. I didn't take my eyes off of it. I didn't flip channels. I didn't do whatever. You know, I was locked in on this match for most of the night. So you know, um, I felt like this was very well done. Uh, Dragon Lee, man. Like we, if you've seen him in his earlier matches, like with Hiromu and everything like that, in New Japan and see him, which I have, I've seen all those matches with him too, right? And you see him now, it's like um, night and day, bro. Well, I wouldn't say that, but just like more, he's more slick now. Yeah, refined, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was he was amazing and good, but like now it's just so smooth. Everything feels natural. It feels like he's confident. He's got the steps. You know, put you down. Which I mean, think about it. This is a guy who broke Hiromu's neck. Yeah. Part of that was Hiromu as well. His own fault. Uh, like, yeah. No, Hiromu is fucking nuts. Let's be he honest. He's nuts. With me. That's true. And no, he will, you're right. He will do some stupid shit. Dragon Lee will go. Uh, you know, you know, go. You know, do go along with it. But like this feels like. Um, and I think someone said it earlier. Where it's um, who is it? Immediate five. Dragon Lee has has been. It's as if they told Dragon Lee to relax and tone it down. They have to, yes, toned it down a little bit. Yeah, man. but it's that's true. WWE. But he's right. still Dragon Lee. Like that's the yeah. whole point. He's like Rey Mysterio light, which is not a bad thing. Rey Mysterio wants that next person to pass. And we're talking about twenty years ago, Rey Mysterio light, not the yeah. current one. And but you know, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good. I like the show of respect at the end where they gave each other a thumbs up, you know, kind of thing. Um, 
this was really well done. It, um, look, it, I will say this: every time Dragon Lee has been on this show, he's put on. He's a getting better. Yeah, no, and he's getting better too, bro. Like, yeah, uh, yeah it's weird. It's he's true, man. On, and he's put on a good match every time he's been on this show. And you could tell WWE really, um, you know, look at him very highly right now. Mm-hmm. I just hope he doesn't, you know, fuck that up. If anything, I'm sure he won't. But you get what I mean, because you know, yeah. this right now WWE love him, but you know, a week or two later, if he fucks up somewhere and gets some sort of heat, they will be done with you also. So. As long as he plays his cards right and keeps doing what he's doing, they're looking at him as a future star, one hundred percent. I agree. And then, um, you know, uh, the, the, the next after this, we have a commercial break. We come back, and of course, but then we have following up this match is uh, Santos Escobar who comes out and oh um, boy, look, he tells the truth. Look, I love this. he was. I, I thought, I, I thought it was great too. Yeah, for I sure. Thought, best I really enjoyed thing it. of the night. Yeah, like best segment of the night. Segment. That's what I meant to say, but it just yeah, didn't come to yeah. my head for some reason. Yeah. So uh, you know, because like, look, let's be honest. Tell, again, to steal from CM Punk, tell me when he was telling lies. Right. <laughs> At what point did he say anything that wasn't true? Right. He he laid everything out. Right, he said, "I wanted this to be familiar." And then when uh, Carlito had to fuck it up, <laughs> well, and he's like, "That's what he said." Like, what you're going to listen to Carlito over me? We were supposed to be family. This is going to be us. This is going to be our thing. I wanted kids to look at me like they look at Ray Mysterio, and I thought having Ray and being family, this was going to do that, and it didn't. And you you chose an outsider over me. You know, like this is you know cool. He, he did not say anything wrong, right? No, but because he outsider also though never... is is uh, subjective though because to Ray he's not an outsider. To Ray he's not, but he is to the LWO. He is an outsider. Oh, yeah, to yeah. You know, True. like Ray. Because think about it, Ray didn't even tell Santos he was going to call Curly Doe. Remember, Ray said, "I got to call somebody." And he, yeah, but we all knew it was Carlito because of backlash, for example. But you know, remember storytelling. You got to take this out. You, you can't say we all knew. Remember, this is the idea that obvious, Ray. I, look, I understand it's obvious, Jimmy, but that still doesn't mean the story goes. Who is he going to call? I, you did. You're not going to tell me. Like what? What the hell? You went and you know I might have known somebody. You went to Carlito over me, and this is supposed to be our thing. And then. When Zelina comes out and he's talking to her and like you know we're done because you you know he and she she hit out at the park I'll give you I'll give you yeah. that and I'm then and then uh, and they're like oh and then um, the two ding dongs uh, that's that's how I'm gonna have to refer them I don't remember their name um, <laughs> um, DJ Z and uh, formerly DJ Z. And, and uh I forgot the other one's name. Uh, Toro, I think, or something. Something Toro. Oh yeah, yeah, something Toro and uh DJ Joaquin Wild. Joaquin yeah. Wild. There we go. Anyway, they come out and they're screaming at him again, showing that how tiny they are. Look what you did to Selena <laughs> to do that. And you know, again, he said, "Hey, let's These come back boys. to be who we yeah. are. Like I made you. I brought you in again. Where is he wrong on this?" Ungrateful like little wrong. pricks, bro. That's what these guys are. Straight up, Look, I was shocked. You know, he, he puts the fist out, and they're like, "Nah, we're and like, you're with Ray, and we're supposed to be family. Fine, fuck you." And then 
they turn their backs and of course he beats the shit out of them because they deserve it. Like he said, they you're nothing it. without me because he brought like not not Zelina. Eh, oh man, she was over dramatic though. Let's be honest, man. Really, but, you're gonna cry like that? Like over? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Again, let me let me get there. Okay, okay. Sorry. He was thrown on when they got brought up because they didn't feel like the the lady who was in NXT was camera ready for WWE. So like, all right, right. fine. We'll, we'll put her with the uh, Legato del Familia with, with Zelina. Okay, cool. But these guys have been with him in NXT, been through wars, everything along those lines. And then they did that. So, um, and uh, Cole Blood said, I think Santos had a legit LWO tattoo on his hand. I did see that. That made me like, I thought the same thing as well. And, um, you know, I feel like this was the important thing of the night was that he did everything and he was honest about everything and he was, he was hurt. I mean, when you're hurt, especially by someone you think you cared about and that they don't treat you the same way, I, I, everything felt justified. Uh, and I know he's supposed to be a heel and wherever, because he's playing off the everybody loves Ray, right? Which yeah, I know well, everybody loves Raymond, right? Everybody loves Raymond, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody loves Ray, so he can't do anything wrong. But like again, when you say Dominic was right, this is like the second. Oh, I was waiting for that. No uh, shit, I was waiting for him to bring that up. But how many people have said that now? Sec two or three people have said Dominic he's is a, right. He's a deadbeat dad, John. Are we wrong? Are we wrong? No. He's a deadbeat. He, he needs to go to to parent school or something and learn how to be a father because at this point, he's a deadbeat. I'm Just getting saying. there, Lab Rat. Shut up. Jimmy keeps interrupting. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, but the, I, I feel like this is why this was such a really good segment because it wasn't, it wasn't him just shitting on Ray. It was him being truthful. And right, he's hurt. Yeah, and, and, and her and I, I feel like everything he's in is a legit grievances that he has with Rey Mysterio. You know, and I, I just don't I don't feel like um but that's what I feel like this was like almost I don't want to say brilliant, but this was a very good segment for that reason. Like I still had sympathy for Santos because of everything he said. And I know he's, well, a, he's right. I know he's a bad guy, you know. Right, you know what that. you need to do now. You know, <laughs> are you thinking what I'm thinking now? Yes, John. <laughs> do it. What? No, you do it. I'm not I getting hit. I can't <laughs> do it. You throw me under the bus. <laughs> Let Brett. John wants me to do something. I don't want to do it, man, because you're my crab cat. But <laughs> you're you're on thin ice right now, Lab. It's Very fine. thin. He's the it's boss. It's Remember fine. that show? Who's the boss? He's Who's the Tony the Danza of this team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So this is a good segment. Carlito comes out and he runs everybody away and Escobar goes to the crowd. And I, like, I like the moment where Michael Cole is yelling at him. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like points at Cole and he starts yelling back. Like, I love that. Like, I like because like it's a legit. Re it makes it feel like a legit reaction that Santos is responding to Michael Cole. And as you should. And especially because Michael Cole isn't just saying, what are you doing in the microphone? He's screaming it out at Santa. Right, yeah. And and so you should respond accordingly. 
Uh, I'm going to be honest. You had a commercial break. Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. I did not watch a shit of this. Zero. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I honest. I didn't give a shit about that match at all. At uh, all. And I don't mind Grayson Waller, but I didn't give a shit. But I just want to say one more thing about Santos Escobar before we okay, totally sure. move on. Sure, sure. Um, One thing also that I liked, look at the way he was dressed. Yes. Typical heel. Typical almost like a... Um, I don't want to say a cocaine cowboy you know, from Miami or whatnot yeah. or something. But you get my drift, right? Like, yeah. he's like a, you know, a throwback, you know. He went back to who he was, right? right. He dressed like that before. And he dressed with the sharp suits and the kind of Hispanic style. Let's just call it Hispanic style of <laughs> dresses okay. and things like that. Vato, you know, uh, Vato style. You know? Yeah, like, you know, the, uh, almost Miami. gangster, almost gangster yeah. style, like a Hispanic gangster style look. And that's who he was, and he's back to that. And uh, I, like Labra said, he went back to his NXT character, and I think that's kind of uh, a, a true assessment. It shows that, look, I tried to do this thing. I went with this thing, and, you know, I'm trying to go back to who I am. I lost who I was. Um, I'm back to who I am, which is something I can resonate as a person with that character. You know what would have made him even better, though? Imagine he started crying when Zelina was crying. Right, and he started crying. Where you think I want to do this? You know what I mean? Like really showing emotion. Like he was showing emotion. Don't get me wrong, but he got teary to the point. I don't want to do this. Like I don't want to do this. I want to see him get his belt out next week and absolutely whip his former comrades in, uh, you know, Toro and uh, Wild. Tell me that wouldn't be great. Like him getting his belt out. You bandejos. You, you know, you traders. Yeah. He starts yeah. going off. Like I mean, losing his shit. I look yeah. I would be Pablo Escobar esque. Yeah. Exactly. I would be all for that. Um Zelina was crying for the fans that paid to come to the show. <laughs> he should have called her a bandeca, first of all. That would have topped it off too. Sure. Uh I don't know what any of that means, but you know. Um but yeah, but again, <laughs> oh, this well. but I, at the same time too, I feel like this was post sad, post whatever. Now I'm at the anger part of, of the grief, right? So you have right. your, your sorrow because like that's what he was last week, right? He yep. was crying, he was upset, he was sad, you know, and that he did this thing, and then he went from sad to angry because of what Ray did. Again, he's hurt again, right? So yeah, he's hurt. So now he's in that anger stage. So last week was the physical anger where we transitioned from sadness to anger, and now he's in full anger mode. Physical last week, you know, and now um, you know, verbal this week. So um, anyway, so yeah, who cares about this match? Theory was on commentary, whatever. <laughs> I like that. Um, I did like that uh, Road Dog shit on Theory and Waller, like almost the entire time. It was shat on Theory, especially though, dude, which I, surprised I me. What's his problem? Nothing. That, that's the whole bit. Because remember, Theory was in NXT and Road Dog was down there too. Oh, um, true. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, so right. it, it's almost that kind of. You know, like I took it as that, you know, that uncle that, you know, shits on you and ribs on you when you're at. Yeah, like, but I felt like he buried him a little bit, man. Like it was a bit too much, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, it's all good, though. Yeah, you know, like, but that's that's his character. He's designed to be so dislikable that even Road Dog has to shit on you, right? Like, think about it. It's Road Dog, right? He's kind of a heelish kind of person. He's kind of, yeah, I know, middle of the road now, but, you know, because he's he's. He's kind of more chill in the backstage. Um, but, 
you know that I think that's more of even Road Dog has to shit on you because you're that bad. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like that. When when your uncle has to shit on you, that's pretty bad, right? Kind of thing. And yeah, so, just the way he said it though, it was kind of like, "Whoa, relax, bro." Yeah, you know like what I mean. The only the only thing, um, <laughs> yeah, Road Dog has to be the bad guy on the commentary team, and I, and he and like he was shutting down most of the unnecessary commentary from the Scottish guy. See, look, he I, was I, no Irish guy, medium five Scottish. Yeah, yeah Irish. <laughs> but still, but like I like that about Road Dog because again, he was playing that kind of heelish character a little bit but not being dislikable right like, no i think yeah. now from this part of the show he started getting comfortable yeah and i mean in my granted, opinion yeah we're, we're in the second half of the show uh grayson waller wins uh, i don't think we care i think i don't even know how he won i really can't remember uh look here i'm gonna have to look at the notes uh waller trips grimes up and grimes appears to land on the back of his head on the ring apron and gets in the ring waller with a rolling thunder stunder and he goes and gets the cover for the pin look that's the dumbest move and like i'm gonna jump in the ring roll hit a stunner <laughs> yeah. with a bunch of... and why is every tom dick and harry literally doing a fucking stunner now like you got kevin owens you've got a female who was the female of doing the stunner man is it bianca Belair? maybe as a variation of no it? no she does the kod where it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no i know but as a signature not as a finisher there's one female that does. Oh, I'm thinking of Athena actually. In AEW. Oh no, there's one. There's one female that is always a stunner, and that's B Lane uh, is in the house. Oh, Woo! it's it's the real Brit. Yeah. There we um, go. Wall is boring, and as your juice brings nothing to the table. Oh, come on, Brit. That's why she's was he? my best friend. That's why she's <laughs> my best friend. Even though she still hasn't got got her shit from the uh, farmer's market that I still have in my house. Um, oh, boo! I'm, I must start eating it. Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I will keep it for you, Brittany, <laughs> until you have an opportunity to come over. And oh get yeah, it. LA Knight. Thank you, Richo. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, no, his is a blunt force trauma. It's, yeah, it's no, a, but as it's this, like a, it's like a skull crushing finale. It's not his finish. It's one of his signatures, though. He has a variation of that. Does he? Yeah, he sort of. Yeah, he does. I've seen him do it. I know what he's talking about. I have seen him do it. A variation of a stunner, man. There's too many doing stunners, man. That's all. It's that's why I like Brittany. She <laughs> Retro says, I like Grayson. How dare you? And Brittany says, It's okay to be wrong, Retro. <laughs> <laughs> Retro, <laughs> I'll give him this for a Canadian. He knows a lot about Australian things and Greek things, surprisingly. Well done, Retro. I don't know why you know all that shit, but you do. Well, because you know, he's weird like that. Um, yeah, well, he admit that he admits that he's weird. Yeah, True, Retro. Um, you weirdo. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we're moving on from that. And then we see Bianca Belair talking to Zelina backstage. So then we all know what comes next. Coming back, commercial damage control being, you know, yeah, we beat up Zelina Vega. Look, you So it was them. Start. I missed that, man. I kid you yeah. not. I, I looked away, looked back, and I saw her on the ground. I'm like, who's attacked her? Yeah, well, they said that later that the damage control had did it, too, when they were at the end of the knee. Um uh, and then night for the final segment that, that she had done that, but like, um, yeah, we had, uh, but you could fart and knock down Selena Vega and she's out for the count. Like, <laughs> Especially if it's a real good one, <laughs> she'll be oh, out for the count. <laughs> really um, 
Yeah, oh, that'd be funny. Uh, I don't so know why that's that, funny, but it is. Well, because you know I'm a funny guy. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. So then we had Solo Sokoa walk down the ring with Paul Heyman and Jimmy Uso, and of course Heyman introduced himself and he has a surprise tonight. An acknowledgement ceremony for the winner of the match from da da da, where he talks about John Cena, and he points to the stage, and Cena's not there because Solo kept him from doing that, and Solo just destroyed John Cena, and you know oh, he's going to say goodbye to John Cena on their behalf. Which again, I like this in a way though, because here's the thing: he's saying the things that we all want to say, knowing that the strike is over, and John Cena is right. going back to Hollywood. Exactly. So this is that fun way of. Like, you know, saying, you know, fuck that guy. He's not. Yeah, fuck that guy. Right. And I bet you know? it's WWE really feeling this way. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I think it's just a fun way to do it. Like, and I'm sure they approve. They got yeah, John. Let's piss on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, John Cena will say, hey, if this improves the story, let's do it. You know, he's down for it. Right. But because- when is he going to be back, though? Because the thing is, the truth is, he, he he's, it feels like he used WWE right now. In this oh, run, well, so did so did The Rock, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Fuck the yeah, Rock no, used WWE one because he needed you know some publicity after that whole Hawaii stunt, and that's no one good. spoke about that dude, and that's a fact. That's what he was there for. That's what he was there for to get everybody to pop and go like, "Yay, hey, it's The Rock!" Yeah, you know? everyone knows the heat. I mean, he was getting major heat for you know mm-hmm. the the Hawaii situation, for example. That's all he was there for to clean his act up, you know. In, you know, in front of the fans, in the fans' eyes. Yeah. And the public, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, so, I, I, look, I, I felt like this was a, a very good segment because, again, because John Cena famously shit on The Rock for going to Hollywood. And now John yeah. Cena's... So, like, this is kind of like Hypocrite. that... Well, it's 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 kind of like that whole, uh, hey, the tables have now turned kind of thing. Because, right... Yo, and hey, now he to... understands what The Rock was going through. You freaking goddamn Cena. And he says, uh, and now you can't say goodbye since Solo hit him in the throat. So we're going to say goodbye for you. And you won't see John Cena in Hollywood or anywhere. Um, you know, he did the one, two, three. John Cena didn't come and all that. And the LA Night music come out and he did the Let Me Talk to You. And um, this led Let into their. This led into their uh, match that is going to be. It's not the main event, but it's the last match of the I night. I thought it was. I was kind of surprised when we had what we had after this. I thought, what? There's more? No, because remember at the beginning after the attack, I know, yeah. just walked up and said, hey, I need to know by the end of the night who your fourth person is. And- Can I just say, though, before we move on to the main, mm-hmm. uh, the match even, did you see where LA Knight said the most cheesiest line and he knew he fucking cheesed it up, bro? <laughs> it was bad. You know, when he was... A- I don't know what he was trying to do, but towards the end, right? He said, I can't remember what the exact words was, but all I know is it sounded stupid. The crowd didn't react to it. And even he realized what he said was dumb. And he just, uh, you know, forgot about it sort of thing. But he said a real cheesy line. I just couldn't remember it. Um, but can't just also address Chris Willand over here, who says, LA Knight never had one reason to turn face with purpose. He is dead on arrival to me. Barry never will he sniff from his title again. He was a great healing TNA and WWE chewed him up and spat him out. Hold your horses, Chris. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's the hero's chase. That's what this story is with LA Knight, okay? I guarantee you, he will get another shot at Roman. He, if anything, 
he was elevated way too fast in the first place to get a title shot at Crown Jewel, in my opinion, right? All this was was a test to see if he can run and grab the ball. I think he can. It's just not his time yet, dude. God, relax. Yeah, and, and remember, he didn't purposely turn heel. The people no, the fans him. made him fucking baby face. That's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not the even fans, his fault. Yeah, the fans turned it. Uh, I think the line you're looking for is when he said, uh, he says he heard MC Boss Hog give his lyrical <laughs> silence. LA Knight says he says, yeet or no yeet, Jim is him, but Jim goes yeah, yeah, that's it. him. After all the drama, and he meets BFT and Blunt Force Drama, yeah. Um, it sounded ridiculous, bro, at yeah, the time. Yeah. Believe me. I was just like, yeah. even the crowd cringed, bro. Yeah, they went all like, yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, so before this match, we have Bianca and Chate and Flair, and Bianca tells them that uh, Misha and Zelina are attacked, so she tells Flair to make the call, and she says she will uh, reluctantly. Um, but like, and like, I get you, like LA Knight, I think is the best as a heel, but at this point with Roman being who he is and you need somebody to challenge, he was rising up so fast and the people were so far behind and him. out of nowhere too, bro. Like really out of left field. And then here's the thing. You ran the rush, you run, you run the risk of losing the crowd to him because you're not putting him in meaningful things because they kept. Oh, he's gonna everybody. Oh, he's gonna win the rubble. He doesn't win. He's gonna win this. He doesn't win. He's gonna win this. He's gonna, um, so I don't know. Hey, Mike Martin, what's up? Good to see you. What's um, up, Mike? So you had to do something with him. You couldn't waste the equity that he's built up into you know this company and this character, um, right? And not just that, he hasn't even had a, a, a mid card title run yet. So I think yeah. everyone in the chat that's against LA not he's a jump in the gun way too fast man mm-hmm. he's gotta relax man yeah god yeah, I mean, you, you know you can't eat your steak right now and want everything right now you, you gotta like chill out man let him he's he's on that hero's run i'm telling you guys it's just not his time yet you'll get hey, it Zay, eventually Zay, not now Zay says, uh, anybody question how becky would just happen to be in the area uh yeah because she was on jeopardy and she went over on jeopardy um, earlier we talked about this, how she got zero questions right on Jeopardy um, um, out of 60 questions. She got zero right. Um, so that's why she was in the area because she realized, I've done fucked up you know, being on Jeopardy, so I need to get back <laughs> on TV with wrestling. Um, so, yeah, that was, I think, more the case. Saying but, that's what you call a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right, so we have the match LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso. Um, this was a one break match, um, where, you know, uh, that we, we see that during the commercial break that Paul Heyman, uh, Michael Cole says Paul Heyman had a call during the commercial break and Heyman and Solo walked to the back. So it's just LA night with, with Jimmy, um, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Owen 60. Uh, dark side, like right now, uh, real quick. Dark side, her new moniker, of Mrs. Owen 60. Becky Lynch is the man, the dumb man. Uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, so we know that tonight there's going to be no shenanigans. LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso, and uh, look, solid match. I'm not gonna lie, solid match. I didn't find it as entertaining as it wasn't Dragon really that entertaining, right. But I mean, it was solid. There was nothing wrong with it. And then um, LA Knight gets the win. 
Um, and then solo music hits, LA Night hits from behind. Um, and besides, you knew this was coming if you paid attention because earlier in the night, a couple of times when we saw Nick Aldis, he'd open his door and who was in the back? Cody Rose. Cody Rose. Yeah, like, that was weird too, bro. So, uh, solo's uh, music hit. So then, uh, he solo clears the announce table and he's gonna, uh, put LA Knight through the announce table. And then Cody's music hit, and out comes Cody, and with, you know, breaks everything up, and uh, LA Knight and Cody get into the ring, and Solo stands on the outside of the ring, and so we see Charlotte Flair and Bianca that she called her, but she doesn't know she'll make it on time. And then after the commercial break, Nick Aldis and Cody are backstage. All the time he has to go, Cody apologizes and leaves. Like that was so dumb, too, bro. What was the point, man? Because because who who else is gonna break up? You know this for 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 LA Knight. Who won the roster? Yeah, okay, I get you. I get that. But aren't we supposed to have a separate roster, man? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, one, why was Cody there? But two, who else on the roster is going to break that shit up? Well, I well, yeah. Don't is this WWE backing themselves? You know, booking themselves into a corner, literally, bro. It's just, I don't mind. It's cool. Cody was on cool, right? But again, if we're supposed to think Raw and SmackDown are two separate entities, I've seen Cody on SmackDown now quite frequently in the last 10 weeks, bro. Yeah. Like literally at least three, four times. Going after Judgment Day, but this yeah, connected to the bloodline so that we right. can see, you know, because Cody's, Cody's goal is the, is the big gold belt. You know, or exactly. the belt Roman has, so it keeps him tangentially involved, everything like that. So, but how are you gonna uh, explain, like, in the future, like, with him being a presence on SmackDown all the time, unless he gets traded there, is the only plausible way. Who knows? I look, Jimmy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're gonna do something where we need more SmackDown representation. Something, something's <laughs> gonna happen to one of the guys uh, in the match, and so LA Knight has to step in for War Games. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, stepping forward maybe God damn it or maybe they go five deep and they pull in la night for cody's side because drew mcintyre joins judgment day for war games you know whatever whatever know. blows their head back i guess yeah so then we end the night we couldn't end the night on the match we had to end it on this horseradish um this was horseradish literally uh, so we have Bianca and Shotzi uh, come out and they're hugging and Charlotte comes out and whatever <laughs> and Damage Control comes out da, 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 da. and then of course you know who did Charlotte call but Mrs. Owen 60 herself <laughs> makes an appearance last minute slides into the ring from behind standing next to these three women and now we have our war games match of Becky Lynch oh, we got another raw person. Yeah, Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and um, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Shotzi, right? Yep. Um, people don't remember her last name was Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, I was saying actually on my notes I wrote so she's lost her last name now. No more Blackheart. Yeah, because that's what WWE does. Um, versus Damage Control. And yes, Zayn in her gear. Of course, she shows up in her gear. Um, Zane, don't you know the first rule of wrestling is you always have your gear on? Like, if yeah, anybody bro. knows anything about wrestling, um, 
you know, you you do that. <laughs> At least Becky was able to answer Charlotte's question. <laughs> I would have ribbed her just quietly right there on television. I would have like made some sort of reference, low key, that she's a dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would have been good. LA Knight coming out. If he wants to get that heel heat again, then again, the people would probably laugh. He comes out and calls her a dummy. And everyone going, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and 60. Oh, and 60. Oh, imagine that. The poor girl would never be able to show her face in this company ever again, bro. Yeah. And and I know you know, Zane. I was just giving you shit because, you know, you know, wrestling logic. Yeah. In her, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, no, yeah, I agree with you. It should have been like everything, like, everything up top was fine, but she should have just been in jeans. Um, yeah, like the man, yeah. right? Mike, oh, God. Martin, Mike, Mike, Mike. So, oh, Seth, boy, it's different, smarter than Becky. Oh, Becky boy, bro, it's 99% smarter than Seth, but it's both of their kids. <laughs> That makes the baby 33% more successful being smart enough to bring gear. <laughs> How'd you figure that one out, Mike? Just, I want, I want to know. Uh, he, That's uh, a good one. That was good. He beat out the comic king with that comment right here. I don't know. I don't know. Media. ESPN has a 30 for 30. Becky was 0 for 60. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> can you imagine a 30 for 30 about that? Oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, you uh, can go to WWE's YouTube channel and see her vlog for uh, being on Jeopardy. Really? She's got a vlog on WWE.com? Yeah, it's two minutes long. Oh, fuck. Wait, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> Zane. Steiner Matthews crazy. Steiner Matthews crazy. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, here. Let's let's do this. Where, oh, oh, yes. I got a good, good man. Okay. Hang on. I'm going to... I'm gonna share this because it's it cracks me the fuck up. Like, okay. <laughs> is this a video blog or or it's a, yeah, a written it's a, one? You know, oh, a vlog, cool, cool. a vlog. You know, awesome. video log. There's a, a vlog. Two minutes. It's two minutes and eleven seconds for her celebrity <laughs> Jeopardy vlog. Like, oh boy. Do we want to watch it? Do we want? I'm watch down, it? bro. I want to see it personally. It's so yeah, minutes. hell yeah, I didn't ready? care. Ready? We ready? Let's go. All right, here we go. Put it on theater mode. Do you, do you want us to? Do you want me to take away our faces and have a full screen? Uh, yeah, I'm nervous. Okay, all right. I'm nervous. She's so nervous. Yesterday, I had a friend. She knew she was an idiot. So we came over, Joshy G. Shout out, Joshy G. And uh, was quizzing me. I did okay. I did okay. But I'm aware I'm against Macaulay Culkin. And I feel like he's I feel like he's gonna know a lot about a lot of different things. And that makes me nervous. But it's all about the reflexes. What are the categories gonna be? Do we have any cheat sheets? Do we have any insider information? Nobody? Nothing. You know that you can't get physical in there, right? Is that a, is that a rule? Gonna stop me. <laughs> it is a man. Big time Becky Lynch. I am here at the Jeopardy. Well, you know, as a as a WWE performer, we get to do a lot of work um, with with pediatric cancer. And as a mother, I can't think of a better cause. 
And go right ahead, write your name, please, and then give the camera some love. Did he call her redhead? No. Write oh, your name her... and give your camera some love. Okay, now I don't know why I thought he called her redhead. They were saying, hey, redhead, that's a start, but yeah. She's not an author. She didn't write shits. Here's your clue. I'm not going to lie. She's got no personality, bro. The power of Christ you what is the exorcist. That is correct. <laughs> that wasn't on the show because you didn't get it. Well, I didn't win. Didn't come close to winning. But I did get Celebrity Jeopardy Flask. And $30,000 for Connor's gear, and that's what matters. Because that's the base of what they could give away. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Jesus oh. Christ. All, all I noticed with that, no shit, is how really boring she really is, bro. Oh, my God. Honestly, no, honestly, am I wrong? No. Does she not come across as bland as shit or what? Like, I mean, yeah. I feel gassed just looking at her be so boring. Yeah, look. Oh, by the way, I'm loving the comments because I, I I went and watched on the YouTube thingy, so I'm just not catching up. I'm nervous. Okay. I'm going to be known as Mrs. 680. Oh, <laughs> Where's that? Uh, I can't even see it. Uh, oh, there we go. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's just nobody. I think Becky answered all the questions right. I don't think anybody understood her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, he said he heard Red, Red Hat too. Um, yeah, I heard that dude at the start. Like, hey, redhead, write down your name and whatever else he said. Maybe because it's, it's Ken Jennings who you know won Jeopardy for so long. Um, uh, I, yeah, so yeah, no, I, yeah, no, medium five. That's another one. Ooh, don't even get me started on Connor's cure. That's um, another, yeah, don't even, yeah. We talked about that earlier, Media Five, about giving and and charities and how so many people will make a charity, but then you get when you give. Um, a lot of times, you'll see most of the money goes towards the administration, which is paying people salaries. And so, mm, mm, no, I, look for any, anybody who's interested. If you're interested in doing something for somebody who has kids cancer, um, fuck it, I'm just going to share it. Um, where is it? Yeah, for um, it. Um, uh, uh, for if you don't know, uh, Thursday is uh, Wednesday. Thursday is uh, Thanksgiving. Wednesday is my birthday. Uh, hey. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, uh, in lieu of anything else, and or even ter- sharing happy birthday, um, I'd love for you to give to this fundraiser that I created on Facebook for. It's called Addie's Faith Foundation. They are ending childhood cancer. They work with kids who have brain cancer down in Houston. They do so much for kids. Uh, their percentages on MN are low, like in the 30s, maybe in the 20s. Um, so majority of the money goes towards helping kids with cancer, helping families whose kids are in the hospital with cancer, and for research. So, like, they're doing a lot. I only have a goal of 200 I'm not asking you to spend, like, $5,000. But if you're on Facebook... And you want to, or you can just go to Addie's Faith Foundation's website, and uh, which uh, uh, they're out of Kingwood. Uh, GuideStar is a great way if you want to know how to give. 
um, uh, then this is a great way to look at an organization to see like what their giving is because you have to be upfront with your giving. Um, I invited 253 people. Nobody's donated yet. So um, if you want oh, to uh, go ahead and do people. Uh, it's fine. Um, I'm, I created this. <laughs> actually, actually, I created it on my sister's birthday, which is the 16th of November. Oh, but, really? Uh, oh, happy yeah. birthday to you, sis, man. Yeah, she's uh, 39, I believe. So this is uh, Addie's Faith Foundation. Is And I'm going to send you to, This is their website. Um, it's uh, uh, Addie'sFaith.org. Um, and they're, they're working to end childhood cancer. They do really, really great stuff. I found them because... Again, part of my dad's, um, our family foundation in giving is we want to find faith-based organizations and nonprofits who are, are at the 35% or lower admin uh, breakdown for the money that they give. So uh, if you want to donate, if you if you don't want to do it through the Facebook page or you, we're not friends or whatever, and you want to do that and um, you know uh, go here. And donate directly to them that would be super super awesome um i usually donate every year to them between two and um between a thousand and two thousand dollars every year um i usually do it at the beginning of the year um it's one of like five organizations that i um i give to so um yeah it's uh it, uh you know it, it'll be like that um so anyway, uh, if, if that's something you'd be interested in doing, because uh, that would be way better than, um, you know, Connor's Cure or anything along those lines. Um, anything that I ever put up that I say I'm raising money for is something I have, um, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something I've, I've vetted, I've looked into, I've put research into. It's not just something I'm going to throw up there. Um, because it's usually something important that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, so anyway, anyway, so, uh, that's, that's my, that's my soapbox. I'm off of it now. Well, so. I just want to address Aaron Ben Shalom. What you can't see like international websites in Israel, do you? No, the, the, he, he, he messaged me earlier and I meant to get back to him. This is why I'm doing it now. Um, oh. he, the Facebook giving doesn't work in Israel. So, really? Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry, Aaron. I saw your message earlier, and I've just been busy. Um, so I figured while I'm here, and I and I saw you were here, I'm gonna I went ahead and just send you to their website if if you had an issue with the um, because you know Facebook, you send money to Facebook, they hold it in escrow, and they give it to nonprofits at no charge. Um, oh, cool. So so that you can do a fundraiser through social media and make it Oh, easier. no, I knew that. I knew that. Right. Yeah. On your birthday, you can make everyone donate to your favorite charity or whatnot. And whatever. Them, you can suggest. Because obviously, right. I'm, yeah. if I would make everybody of the 253 people I right. invited, um, <laughs> I would make them all give. But, you know, um, anywho. Um, Everyone's a taker, John, not a giver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, shit. Thank yeah. You, John. Anyhow, yeah. Well, you know, hey, so if, like I said, on Wednesday, if you're bored and you want to do something for birthdays, um, to raise a taker, you can always raise a taker to me on your, on my birthday on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, you can, you can have a piece of chocolate or sushi for me, or you can give to Addie's Faith Foundation. So, 
I love chocolate, dude. Me too, bro. I'm a sucker for fucking chocolate, bro. Uh -oh. I was going to say I'm a sucker for love, but I'm a sucker for, for love of chocolate, bro. I mean, uh, Jesus. Phrasing. Phrasing. I'm going to get T-Mac in here. I'm going to have the D run in. <laughs> She's laughing right now, actually. But, uh... Good. Good. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Well, let's give it our customary uh, letter grade, and then let's get out of here, because I don't think there's anything else we really need to talk about. No, this, this is a record, bro. Uh, I don't think we've ever done tight. a faster. Yeah, kept it tight. Absolutely. I like it. It's good. Because we didn't really talk our liquor at, like we used to, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, but anyway, um, the letter grade is hard, bro, because um, maybe a C. But maybe a D even, man, because I, I'll say C minus, man, because uh, Santos and the Dragon Lee match saved the show in, in the sense. So I'll give it a C minus. There was no real energy to the show though, and 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 it really came across that way mm. through the television, bro. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go C minus as well because uh, if if I'm gonna be honest with you, like again, no energy. The structure felt super weird, um, and like like you said, the middle of the show, the Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar segments were were good, and like surprisingly the paul Heyman solo segment wasn't it, it it did not compare to the santos escobar no nah. actually and, john i'll go one further this is one of the weakest promos i've seen Heyman do in a long time bro yeah like i liked it but it wasn't like when you had the santos escobar segment and you compare it to this man uh which is weird to say because paul Heyman and you were so on point and these always and I'm not saying this was bad, but like it wasn't bad, but I know what you're saying. Comparatively, it just did not stand out like the other ones did. So, um, oh, Zane wants to know when y'all are doing wreckage. Well, see, funny you bring that up, Zane and John. Um, I actually spoke to Chris earlier, saying, "Dude, you do realize that there's a pay AEW pay per view tonight, and if we do the wreckage on the usual time that we do it on, it's going to be irrelevant." And then he's like, uh, he's, he's saying, okay, we'll review one hour of wreckage and then one hour of the paper. Okay, that's weird, dude. Can't, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Why do it that way? That tomorrow. sounds. Tomorrow. Right, yeah. Right but, here. Right, but because it's a pay per view tonight, expect the wreckage tonight. I was just speaking to Chris right before we started Smack Attack. And Uncage will also be tonight. But look out for the PWC review show. Of full gear on the PWC network tonight after full gear. Why not just do it tomorrow when you would do normally wreckage? Uh, because Chris wanted to do a real small, like one hour, like of one show and one hour of the other. So, um, yeah, but oh, we always do. But, hey, do you want to join us? Are you busy tonight? tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to a concert tonight. I have a oh. date and I'm going on a concert. Oh, sorry. Oh, hey. <laughs> John's got a date, everybody. <laughs> no. I mean, look, would I go to a concert alone? No, but is it worth it to go with somebody? Why yeah. have I heard you talk about that? Did you say that on the on a multi uh, on the social media post this week? I don't know why it's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't go to a concert alone either, man. It's a bit weird, right? Like I don't mind. Look, I'm flexing for you, Zane. Like right there, look. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we'll do this. I can bouncing. do that too. I can do that. Too. Look. Yeah. 
I can uh, really make yeah, a you dance. Guys are, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm nah, it's not cheating. It's just, I don't know. My nerves, bro. I, I don't know. My muscles somehow. When I flex my bicep this way, like I have to do that, yeah. it really jumps. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to George Strait because George Strait's in town tonight. That's not who I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see a band called The Weathered Souls. They're really, really good. They're uh, out of here. And they're really, Is really good. Souls they... Weathered? Legit? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they, <laughs> what they type have... of genre are they? Uh, I would call they, they were classified as country rock. So if you've ever heard of Whiskey Meyer, I love country rock, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Look, I look, but Zane, I did have somebody who who has access to suites at Dickie's Arena, for, and it would like I man, worked Dickies, real hard. That's to, yeah. Well, you know, when but, you have a big Dickie, you're in the suite. I, I worked real hard to try to get into that suite for the show tonight because he played last night and tonight. And they go to see George Strait live. I've seen him once with my family once live, and it was awesome. And I and that was like twenty years ago. I want to go again, and holy shit! But tonight is just going to be at the Magnolia Muller Lounge in Fort Worth, super chill, um, and we're going to be safe and have a good time. So it'll be fun. Um, it should be a good oh, show. You're lucky. Yeah, fifteen you're bucks. Lucky. Fifteen bucks tickets. Oh, Not a bad day. Beautiful. It'll be, it'll be good. So. And Richard, what do you mean? Then don't do that, Jimmy. Stay completely immobile. Uh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Talk about your your boobies. Was he talking about my boobies? Yeah. Don't talk about my boobies like that, then, Richard. Boobies. You're boobies. just jealous, right? No, I'm joking. So, thank you, everybody. Uh, but uh, as always, uh, thank you for being here on this show, Jimmy. Thank you for all your help this morning. Thank you. Um, hopefully, next week we should be on our same channel. On the same we time should and be. everything all like that. Uh, YouTube was just being a bitch. Hey, YouTube, stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Fuck um, you. <laughs> no. I, I speak a little English. <laughs> there we go. Fuck <laughs> you. Um, I speak little English, but fuck you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I want to say thank you to everybody here in the chat. As always, you made the show great. As always, with your input, uh, Mike Martin, Aaron Pincello, Zane Vicious, Retro Rocket. Uh, let's go. Medium five. Uh, we had who else? Uh, Todd Brantley was here earlier. Um, Dark Side Caster, my bestie, Wee Lane was in the house. Chris Winland. Um, we had a lot of people in the show today. We had a lot of people, bro, uh, and they stayed now, on and never Lab, left. Lab Rat, Jerome Hall was in the house for a while. Um, good lord, it was just like a lot of people. Uh, Maybe we should stick to to Ray's channel uh, from now on. <laughs> look, look uh, we had the PWC discussion group, Big Ray and Hami Media Twitch, all in here at the same time, talking the same. Uh, Cold Double X, Butter Double X was here uh, as well. Uh, man, we had uh, a lot of people. Oh, John Enright was here. That's weird. Um, so who? Giovanni Enright. Oh yeah, Giovanni Enright. Uh, so thank you all again for being here. You make the show what it is. Um, this is the only show on Channel Attitude where you pay five bucks a month, but you get to hear your voice, and uh, we'd love for you to do that. Ooh, ooh, Jimmy, maybe do, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. If what? you show, either in Messenger or text or email, that you gave to the charity of, of my choosing, to Addie's Faith Foundation. Are you putting we'll me on the spot now? No, no. We'll <laughs> have you on the show. Well, I'll send you the link. We'll have you on the show. We'll talk and we'll let you be a part of the show. Uh, if really? you give, say, yeah, we're not. People show. Let's I have to be on my on very good behavior if I end up doing that. I'm not gonna lie, I'll be a little nervous. Oh, you'll be fine. 
we're adding a third person. Um, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I love because I look again. We talk about this being the show of the people. So let's start, let's have the people on every now and then. I'm not saying you'll be on the full show, but you'll be on. Oh the show yeah, then. I'd rather not be on the full show. Believe me. No, not you. Them. Them. Oh. I was going to say, yeah. well, I guess I am on the full show then, damn you it. You are on the full show with them. <laughs> yeah, maybe have them on, pop them on, say thanks for giving, and talk a little bit of wrestling news and a little bit about the person, and then we'll shuffle them off, and then we'll talk SmackDown. So, well, that's a great incentive, uh, right? You donate, you come and say um, hello, and you can join yeah. us and say hi. Yeah, but as always, this is on Channel Attitude, five bucks a month, some great shows on here, but you'll hear your voice on this show. We always shout you out. But then there's always the... Uh, Raw SmackDown review, Vince Russo, Stevie Richards, Ben Hameen, so many different uh, people who are on this show. Um, hell, you'll hear Jimmy and Chris, and all those guys on there as well. And then you the Vitsky. The Vitsky, as always, who's on every every show. Uh, yeah. uh, Strangler Steve and them 11 11 boys. Uh, Billy Ray Valentine, Big, yeah. big Gay Hernandez. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> A Star Trek podcast, Retro Rocket, not a Star Wars podcast. Um, and then, of course, yeah, you can Chip always Dave. go to Hobby Immunity Group to hear about the Star Trek podcast, the Academy podcast, and other uh, various shows that make their appearance there. The A Show makes their appearance there as well, um, where you can hear for free and listen to those uh, affiliate shows as well. Um, Jimmy, where can the people find you on the lovely of the internet? Well, well, you can find me on the Exawebs right here at DJ Mass Effects. Also, like and subscribe, as John said, to channelattitude.com, where for five bucks you get the most realist and best talk in all of pro wrestling. Hamimediagroup.podbean.com for our affiliate shows. And, of course, the pwcnetwork.podbean.com for all of my other shows. So, yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And it's a euro. God damn it, Jimmy. John? I keep telling you. Yeah. It's a euro. It's a euro. I keep forgetting, bro. It's actually a pita, to be honest. But, you know, euro's mate. Pita is uh, is the rap, the Greek oh, rap. Yeah, you know, okay. it's a black bread. See, it's, it's a P-I-T-A. Yeah, because in America, we call a pita is where they take the bread, they cut it open, they stuff everything in. And then... Uh, yeah, it's a, a euro, form of... Yeah, it's a form of that. They take the bread... And then they put the lamb meat and whatever and the tzatziki sauce on there, and then they. Oh, I love tzatziki, bro. Like a burrito. Uh, yeah, it's like a burrito, but you know what? A sovlaki is older than a burrito. But like in I'm America, pita is where they like half it and they just open it up and stuff it. That's what we know a pita as. So. Uh, well, guess what, Aaron Benchlami, you're wrong. Greek bread is a pita, mm. and I saw Greek bread first of all. It's a wrap. There is Greek bread, which is a different thing altogether. And it's called pita. I'm Greek. I know. Just saying. Uh-oh. Culture war. No, no. Mommy and daddy are fighting. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so let's, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and make our way out of here. Let's get out of here. Enjoy your Saturday or whatever day it is. If you're like Jimmy in the future and it's already Sunday. Um, <laughs> it uh, is. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next week. Same Stone Cold Time, but different Stone Cold Channel. Because next week, who knows? We'll definitely know what happened at Full Gear, and will anybody care? Not really. But what we will know for sure is as we go into it, we'll be getting into war games. And so what are our war plans? What are <laughs> war thoughts? What are our war cares? But as we 
wore on to oh. these things. We'll continue to go forward and see what happens next. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here as always. And we will talk to you next time. Jenny hit, Jimmy, hit the outro. A peace. All right. Uh, yeah, once we <laughs> peace. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.